Hello and welcome to episode 744 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, October 8th, and I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I am joined by Mr. Justin Mason. Justin, we'll be together in a couple days, man. What's going on? I feel like I need to be like checking your closets right now to make sure you haven't been like podcasting with other people. Like I, I'm not, I haven't like not. talked to you in like two weeks. It feels like, it's, and it's it, it's I, been entirely I, too long. Let's you be honest. obviously running around on me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I've been running around solo. I've been I've been keeping it solo, and uh, you oh, know not sad. as many not as many pods lately. But uh, you know that's just kind of the, the couple week break here before we really dive back into it fully here i think after arizona folly which is this week we will be uh reunited in arizona soon and i can't wait and uh, i'm definitely excited for that playoffs been going on it's been uh, really fun playoffs so far i think we'll talk a little bit about that obviously there's not a ton of fantasy relevance but i still think it's worth d- discussing and then we'll get into some fantasy topics or, or one main one specifically my top 35 shortstops We've been calling the position deep all year. You don't know the half of it until you do a ranking. Like, it, it's it's just deeper than you think. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It, it was deep last year. It's even deeper now. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's bananas. And like, um, I did accidentally include a couple guys. Well, one that shouldn't count at all. Nick Senzel. My bad on that one. Did it from memory. Didn't double check. Uh, basically, what Ooh. I do when I'm making a list is I do a first run memory. Then I do minimum 20 games played um, by baseball reference and fill in the blanks. But if I got some memory guys in there that don't belong, by the 20-game standard, a.k.a. Marte and Kingery, I apologize on that. They do qualify in some leagues, so you know it is a little bit more inclusive if you play Yahoo or a home league that has a, a looser restriction. I do try to keep it to the 20-game, though, so I can't pretend that I put them in there on purpose. That was an accident. The Senzel... Uh, one was a total flub, though he should not be there at all. He's only 31st, though, so it doesn't really muck up the rankings. I didn't really know what to do with him with the uh, labrum surgery, but we'll get into that more later. Uh, you're going to give me some guys that you think I've I've ranked improperly in one form or another, too high, too low. We'll see your general overview, and uh, we'll talk about somebody besides Paul DeYoung for sure. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about these series so far because cool. the playoffs have been really interesting. And um, you know, if you see anything fantasy relevant that you want to hit on, maybe a player that's popping off, that's fine too. But for the most part, we're focused um, Can we talk- on baseball round. Before we yes. like talk individual games from playoffs, can we just talk from like an overview standpoint? Yeah, um, yeah. What? How are you feeling so far with one series done, game four today, and another, and then two others, two game fives tomorrow? I mean, I've been really, really happy with just the the games and just the inter- entertainment level. Like, I, I, I re- it's really been a lot of you know fun games. These are fun series. We've got, you know, all but one series uh, going at least to, you know, game four, if not, you know, have a few game fives, you know, potentially. So, uh, or yeah, not potentially, we're going to have two game fives. Uh, so, I mean, it's it, it's been an amazing series. The one thing I'm very interested about and I think does have maybe some fantasy impact uh, for next season is the lack of offense that yeah. has been in this. And I know there was a report that baseball was going to go back to the 2018 balls for the playoffs. 
There was? Yeah, I saw someone confirmed. I I I I I'll find it cuz someone in okay. my, someone in my FWFB staff chat had posted it. Um wow. so I can I can I saw that, you know, they were looking into it and everything. You know the crazy part too is that you say that and you're right, you know, the offense has certainly not been popping outside of a few explosions here and there. At the same time, the bullpens have been wholly unimpressive. And and we talk so much about bullpen, bullpen, bullpen and yet we look and and they've pretty much been shaky to a man outside of uh, what maybe the Yankees uh, doing their thing, which of course was an expectation that they were going to have a strong bullpen. But a lot of the other ones, uh, you look at Atlanta, St. Louis, that they, they don't trust anybody they bring in after their starters. Uh, the Nats actually had their one of their starters as a reliever really melt down on them, Patrick Corbin. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen those real dominant turns out of the bullpen just yet. And and that's been kind of interesting to me as well. So, yeah, lighter offense than we would have expected given the way the ball was flying this year. Um, and then, Mike like I Petriello said, Mike little- tweeted out yesterday morning. So before yesterday's games, so far in October, batters as a whole are hitting 231, 313, 388. With, with uh, runners? No. In- oh, just in general. In general, in October, like wow. that's the triple slash for hitters right now. And I think part of that, and I was thinking about this specifically with the New York Minnesota series because of how much those two teams relied on homers. It just seems like home run reliant teams can go cold because the, everything gets tighter, right? You know, it's it's amped up, the pitching's better. You're in the playoffs, uh, hitters seem to get a little bit tighter, and when you're just that home run reliant. It can dry up on you pretty quickly, and it looks like it's uh, it's been a league-wide thing. That's kind of crazy. We saw the uh, Rays finally break through yesterday with 10 runs, but there had barely been 10 runs in that series before then. Uh, there had literally been 12 in the first two games combined between the two clubs, and the Rays jumped out for 10. So we've seen a, f- a few, like I said, minor explosions, but nothing that replicates what we've seen this year, which has been kind of interesting. But let's get into the series. Uh, New York was the only team that clinched yesterday. All four series had a p- potential clinch opportunity. They all pushed another game besides the Twins. And it just it just wasn't their series, man. Top to bottom, you look at it. Obviously, having to face the Yankees again, they own them. Uh, they've lost, what, 412 playoff games in a row, and 409 of them are against the, the Yankees. I mean, it's it's insane. And then you look, and they never could get the key hit. You know, they get the runners in scoring position, and they line out to a diving Didi Gregorius or, or, you know, two on, one out, guy gets out of it. It's just like nothing ever turned the tide their way. Yankees executed regularly in those situations and that was just the difference i feel like the opportunities were there for the twins and a few more breaks their way or or just some better execution by them would have totally changed the outcome there and yet here we are 3-0 sweep and it's it's hard to ever really predict a sweep and yet i'm not that surprised even though i i picked the twin like i liked the twins so i'm not even clowning them but i i look at it looking back and i'm like i guess that's not even that surprising no, if I was going to pick a sweep in this series, 
Uh, I prob well, I probably would have gone with Houston. But, you would have said Houston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New York would have been high on the list, I think. So, uh, though I think any of these series could have been a sweep, and it wouldn't have surprised me too much. That's the thing, I, and I've been saying it for a couple months now. That, uh, before we even knew exactly who was going to be in the playoffs, no surprise, no outcome would surprise me from going from full series, five, seven games, depending on which series it is, to a sweep. That's where I'm at right now. The 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 openness of it has me thinking like nothing's really going to shock me. And and I I'm gonna carry that through into the um in, into the LCS as well. Like we'll see who's gonna be there with the Yankees and then the, the two game fives tomorrow in the NL. But I'm I'm just not gonna be that shocked by anything right now. I think that's just kind of where where things are. It's been very enjoyable though. Mm-hmm. I think the well, what do you think's been the best series personally? Hmm. One of the NL ones, but which one? Yeah, I think it's Atlanta, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, really, that's, that's the one on, for me. Honestly, because I thought Atlanta was going to roll them. Uh, oh, okay. And I okay. don't think I gave St. Louis's rotation enough credit. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, I never, I never count those bastards out, and maybe yeah. it goes all the way back to 2006. But means, yeah. yep. I mean, they're just always, and obviously the teams change, the players change, things like that. But you get a Cardinals team in the playoffs, you should never count them out. And yeah. No, it's my mistake. Well, and I think I maybe overrated Atlanta a little bit. I think Atlanta, sure. especially with the lack of the depth in the rotation uh, and really in the bullpen, I think they're they're a little bit weaker than maybe I gave them credit for, and that's probably because they – seem to really, you know, kind of run away with the the East, uh, even though it was, you know, I think a little bit closer than maybe it should have been uh, at the end. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, I just I, – I see the star power in that Atlanta lineup, and I, get, and I went, oh, there's no way St. Louis stands a chance. Yeah. I, I picked Atlanta to win the World Series, so I'm, I'm with you there thinking that they were going to get through go. this and, and I, go I all the way here. Because – it's chalky and right. You're smart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I kind of went anti-chalk, but like, like I said, n- none of it's gonna surprise me one way or the other. So I have a hard time being fully convicted. And even if some of my picks come through, I'm not gonna be like, ah, I told y'all. Like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna take, uh, I'm not gonna take major W's if I, if I come through, and I'm not, I'm not gonna eat major L's if they don't come through because this playoff is just very unpredictable, even more so than the playoffs are in general. Uh, Tampa Bay forces a game four with a big explosion against Granky. Just change up feel was in and out throughout the game, and uh, they, they jumped on him. Do they stand a chance today against Verlander to force a game five? <laughs> With a bullpen, like they're they're pitching a bullpen game. Yeah, uh, what's wrong with that? Uh, against Verlander, I'm, I'm what's gonna, it, what? Why does that matter though? I don't know. I just it's. I mean, I, I understand the inclination to say that, and and we were kind of having this talk in my stream yesterday, but it's like, but why does that? Why is that necessarily more, it, matter? It, it's worked for them well this season. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I probably shouldn't laugh, but... Uh, I mean, of course, you, you feel better with Justin freaking Verlander. I get that part of it, but I don't think that they're inherently in trouble just because of a bullpen game. I think the they're one thing... inherently in trouble because that that Astros lineup is amazing. It's Correct. I mean, they've got... I mean, in as much as I've talked crap about Carlos Correa, Carlos Correa is batting seventh. Oh, I know. 
like in this it's lineup. Dumb. It's 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 dumb. It's ridiculous, and I mean, it's uh, it. I just don't know that you got Verlander on the mound, uh, just a lights out bullpen. I'm surprised this game went, you know, four. So or this series went four. So, uh, you know, Granky obviously doesn't like the attention. That's why he gave up the no hitter. That's why he you know choked yesterday. Uh, it was all on purpose because he doesn't want to have to talk to the press for longer than want, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but why, 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 why keep forcing him to? I mean, the guy has social anxiety. Yeah. Did well, you why, see the article? There still... was an article somebody wrote about like how few words he said in his press conference before the start of the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, just well, yeah, don't make guys. At some point, stop expecting him to do anything different than what he's shown you that he's going to do. He's very clear. He, the one thing he has communicated on for Grinky is that he's not interested in all this. And I understand that there's some responsibility I, that players have to talk to the media on some level. But sure, like, but like as a media member, why even ask? Like, why waste your time exactly. asking him questions? Like, exactly. Your, your time is supposedly valuable. Why? Why were nine questions or whatever, ten questions asked of him? Like, it should be, does anybody have any questions for Zach? Nope. Okay, Zach, have a good day. Yeah. Like, it's like just... do your thing. Like, at some point, it, it, it's it's tiring by the uh, by the media to keep trying to drag something out of this guy who's just not a willing participant here. And I don't think there's anything uh, inherently wrong with that because I don't think he's doing it just to be obstinate. No, like he's, he's very not cool. being. I mean, the dude almost quit baseball over the anxiety. Yeah. He's not being Marshawn Lynch, deals... I'm, you know, saying I'm I'm just here exactly. so I don't get fined. Like he's that's precisely what I was thinking. Yeah, he he's actually got a you know mental health you know issue that prevents him from you know really being able to partake in this kind of stuff. So why force the guy to? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Uh, with regards to the uh, excuse me to the Rays and and their game plan here, I haven't seen anything concrete but I, I do wonder if if Chirinos or Yarbrough is is set to be a big part of this in which case yeah it's a bullpen game in that Castillo is going to open but then if they turn it over to one of those guys for five uh you know or six if they're dealing then it just becomes a run-of-the-mill start at that point mm-hmm. just just with the standard opener so we'll see um I just I think they're gonna I mean, obviously, this is a must-win game for them. It's if they can't go yard on on Verlander, they, they got nothing. They got to yeah. get a few out early and maybe frustrate them. And, and, the, and they're just going to throw every bullpen piece out there that they of can, course. you know, yep. just just to make sure that they survive. So couldn't uh, they couldn't they go Castillo to Glass now? I he pitched on the fourth. Eh, I guess it'd be short. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all for the, you know, there is no tomorrow, so you got to play like it. At the same time, there is no NL, there, there is no World C, a World Series or ALCS if you don't win Game Five too. So save that yeah. bullet for Game Five. No, no, no. Glass now, you you, you hold out. I think, yeah. um, and and you go with all all the other guys you got there. Like I said, Yarbrough, Torinos. Um, Nick Anderson could step up. You know, he was so great for them. He's thrown two thirds and been poor thus far. So uh, to see him maybe get two innings, uh, that could be clutch for them. So we'll, we'll see how it goes there. 
I, I don't like their odds against Verlander. Um, yeah, it was always going to be tough when I picked them as, as kind of an underdog. I thought they had to steal one from Cole or Verlander in Houston, and that could have really— strategy, though, because if you hit, you hit, right? I mean... that, that, that's the thing. And with regards to the postseason game that mm-hmm. you and I played at the NFBC, that was the point. It was a It's a lottery ticket game. There's 301 participants, a lot of people doing multiple things. I feel like just going chalk, I'm I'm wasting my money anyway. So why not get behind some things that I could feasibly see? I didn't just pick Tampa Bay because it's it's cute. I felt like there was a a a way they could have won. They lost three to one to Cole. You get a couple out, and and it's a completely different game. And and Glass now was matching Verlander, and then they had the four run inning. Um, and other than that, it was you know pitch for pitch, and so a few things that kind of go their way. We're talking about a couple plays that could have turned this series one way or the other if they steal one of those games in Houston. So, and we'll see what happens tonight. But uh, knowing Verlander and having watched him in the playoffs with the Tigers uh, for as long as I did, I, I kind of expect dominance to be honest. So uh, well, now the NL series, we talked a little bit about them, Atlanta, St. Louis. And Washington, Los Angeles, they both forced game fives here. They're going to be on Wednesday. Atlanta, Mike Fultonevich, St. Louis, Jack Flaherty, hell of a matchup. Fulte, quietly been sharp. We talk about some fantasy influence here. Um, he closed the season strong, too. Now, this was a guy that I was kind of out on this year. Once he came back and he was brutal, I was putting him on the back burner. A- until it was, it was the old show me something t- to make me give a damn. Eight starts with a 194 ERA down the stretch, 46 in the third innings, 41 strikeouts. That makes me give a damn. Then a big beastly uh, playoff appearance here with seven shutouts, seven strikeouts, just three hits. Fulte has been stepping up. Who do you like here in this game five? Mm, as uh, As a starter, I like Flaherty. And I don't think it's particularly close for me. Uh, as much as Fulty has been impressive, the level of competition also hasn't necessarily been great. Uh, you know, so uh, I mean, he 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 was great in the first game, so you got to give him that. Uh, I just uh, I I think Flaherty is just such a an elite talent. Uh, that being said, good. I much prefer Atlanta's entire team to St. Louis. So it's going to, either way, it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, so, you know, I, I kind of dislike the Cardinals in general because of the devil magic. So I'm rooting for Atlanta. Oh, believe, believe me. I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, I picked Atlanta I'm, I'm to win the world Matt series. I'm rooting with Matt Thompson so. for the next few days. So, so you have to hear it too. Yeah. Just, it, it's going to you know, be his, really his, gross. If, his if, general disposition will be all over the top sunny. At? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to figure that out because he's, he's going to want to watch oh, yeah, that see, crap. Let's see if they get the night game. Let's see what you guys are going to be doing it'd tomorrow. Be awesome. it, it'd be awesome if it was like while he was flying. It's 4 o'clock central. Okay, so that's so, 2 so p.m. Got- oh, it's like right as we land or like right as, you know, I, I think he gets in at 1. So he'll he'll probably be in the bar drunk at the airport waiting for me because I, I land <laughs> at 2. <laughs> so. Yeah, he'll already, he'll already be late after Flaherty gives up a three-run homer in the first inning. Oh God, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get the news as soon as he sees me come out uh, out of security. So you'll be you'll be able to tell by his face where where, where the game's at mm-hmm. uh, early. Um, I hope we get another duel like they had though. That three-zero game was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one-zero through six, 
It was just electric. Uh, the Adam Duvall home run. Adam Duvall, man, stepping up. That's two-time 30 home run hitter. Uh, quietly a very strong defender, too. I, I do kind of wonder, you know, he toiled in AAA all year this year. By the way, Beasted hit 32 homers with a 965 OPS. He was enjoying the new ball for sure. And uh, has come up now and been a key part for them coming off the bench and uh, and going three for seven with with a homer. I mean, obviously, that's a tiny sample, but it's it's four games. I mean, that, that everything is tiny right now. But uh, Adam Duvall has been nice for them. It'll be interesting what about to see the what other... they do with him next year, considering they've got right? Riley. Uh, so I just, yeah, I wonder well, what, what the plan's going to be there. What's, uh, what's Marquecas' contract status? I think he was just on a one year. I thought so too. Yeah. Team option for 20. Let's see. T- team option for 6 million. Oh, they got to pick that yeah, up. They're that's, gonna pick that up. that's free. Well, maybe that's they fr- trade. I mean, they definitely still need some pitching help. So why not, why not like bolster your bullpen by trading? They've Duval. got all that. They've got all that young. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They could do Duvall. I wonder if they could do like a Duvall and one of the young arms for a, an established bullpen piece. Yeah. You know, Makes something like sense. that. Um, but anyway, let's go over to the other one here. The Nats hanging in there. Man, I mean, <laughs> y- you obviously would love to see the Dodgers lose. I, I don't have it's like It's so hard. I'm like invested them. in the Dodgers because of – that that NFBC contest because uh, I went heavy but on the you Dodgers. Love for them to lose. Oh my God! There's no better feeling. I, you Dude. know, when, when Kershaw lost that game, I just started like going back through my old like October tweets of like, Kershaw and just retweeting things. You know, uh, for being out how, two years how ago. How bad would it be, dude? How bad would it be if they don't even win the first series? Oh man, it just like you you feel for. Dodgers fans if they had a heart uh, enough heart to stay through the end of the game so (laughs) damn dude you're so grimy but uh, Scherzer you know gives up the first inning homer yesterday and you know he's been wobbly so I'll I'll admit and I, I try not to be overly reactionary I hate the Twitter people that call games over in like the second inning and then they get surprised when they were wrong mm-hmm. when there were seven fucking innings I was left nervous, in the game cuz like you said but I, he, that's what he I'm has saying not been I, elite towards yeah, the end of I the season did, I did fall into it I was like oh nah, man here we go is is he going to be a little bit off again tonight nope Settled in. Justin Turner's homer was the only thing they got, and then they got to the uh, they got to the bullpen. They that, ran that, Rich Hill. That early. Last inning for him was was a little scary too, but yes, a little bit wobbly there. But he gets through seven, so they don't put too much on the bullpen there. Sean Doolittle comes in for the big four outs, throws perfect uh, four outs there, and Daniel Hudson, who's just been excellent, dude, and uh, he looks great. He, I mean, he really does, and I wonder He's if a he could become. Agent. Yeah, I wonder if he could become somebody that, you know, if they win this and they carry it on, they really fall in love with him and sign him up to be their closer next year. He's got nasty stuff. Somebody's I mean, this is a two-time DJ guy, right? Uh, speaking of Atlanta, by the way, they could use him. Uh, two-time TJ guy uh, was featured prominently in the book The Arm, you know, about his trials and tribulations dealing with that. Hard not to root for Daniel Hudson. I love seeing him out there absolutely beasting. And he actually gives them something that they can rely on. And if Doolittle can be 
more of peak Doolittle than than the wobbly guy we saw this year as far as 405 ERA, 130 whip. That's a righty-lefty combo that they can actually rely on, and they could make some noise after this. Obviously, they have to get through Bueller, but Bueller, Strauss, who you got? Oh, I, man, um, I, I, I honestly, it, it could go either way. I'm, I'm going to say the Dodgers only because I trust that bullpen a little bit more, I guess. I, I don't know, man. I, I, it, honestly, I could, it could go either way. I think these are, it, these are two really, really evenly matched teams and I think the Nationals get kind of uh, discounted a little bit because of the fact they didn't win their division. But yeah, they're well, they lost really Harper, didn't win their team. division, started like crap, mm-hmm. still have a god awful bullpen. I did get confirmation that Hunter Strickland is pitching the home run derby next year, so they will break the record uh, of home runs that they set this year. Uh, I think they'll blow it out of the water. They could double it. Uh, they they could double the the amount of home runs, but I, I agree with you. They do get a little bit. It feels like they're this massive underdog, but you really start to dig into the two teams, and they're not. They're just not. And of course, pushing to a game five shows that they're not here. And it's going to come down to the the key hit here and there. Max Muncy going yard or something, um, or maybe it's not even a star level player. Maybe it's somebody like a a pinch hit from Matt Adams or a Michael A. Taylor or a Matt Beatty or something. It's good. I think it is going to hinge on one of those just key plays as opposed to any sort of. Uh, per- prevailing sort of deal here because I think Bueller and Strauss are going to kind of match each other pitch for pitch here, and I'm really excited to. Uh, so good, like it's been awesome, dude. This is the best he's ever pitched, and it's. Uh, I agree. It makes you wonder what could have happened if they had let him pitch. What was that? 2012. I'm uh, not even a fan of their team, and it pisses me off every year. Yeah, I'm just angry about it because. Yeah, of course they should have let like, and th- this is not. You can find tweets or articles where I was saying the same thing in in the moment. This is not a hindsight thing. I was firm that that they never should have shut him down. It was very nah, stupid you, in my you, opinion. You, you only have so many shots to win a championship, and you 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 take it. You know, people people all the time like like love to mock me uh, because of the Giants and in, in the state that they're in now, but we won three Hello? World Series championships. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, uh, uh, like if, if we've got to be bad for the next 10 years because of it, we won three World Series championships. Yeah, like, if the Tigers could have gotten one, I wouldn't even, like, it was great to have a 10-year run of, of high-quality play. It's still a little lacking because they didn't get the one World Series, but if they had gotten even one, See, that, I would take that's like five, what... six, seven years of crap. That's what like makes me scratch my head about Minnesota cuz like I feel like Minnesota was a team that was really primed to do some damage if they had just made like two big moves at the deadline. And they yeah. didn't. Like they have the pieces to go make they those have. big moves other without teams, decimating the system too. Yeah, like why could they not have gotten Granky? Like I, I exactly. Don't, I don't understand like how they didn't make the moves necessarily necessary to be better than the Yankees. Maybe they wouldn't have been better than Houston, but anything can happen in a, in a series. If the Giants proved anything, is the best team does not always win the World Series. You wouldn't do the playoffs if it did every year, though. Like, what's the point, right? Uh, you know, people get upset about that. That's what the playoffs are for. 
That is the point of the playoffs is that it, it isn't playoffs. necessarily just the best team. playoffs. Uh, do I mean, English Premier League if you only want the best regular season team. And that's that's fine if that's what you prefer. But I don't get that. That's the fun okay. of the playoffs. What? In- English Premier League. Oh, they, they just do the standings. Is that a they just do the thing? points. Yes. Shut up. Don't act like you don't know that it's a soccer thing. I I really don't. I How have you never heard of the English Premier League? I mean I've heard of it, but I you know Okay. I, well you I, know I, what it, it could have been cricket. Or they play rugby there, right? I don't know these. Could have been like the World T Championships. <laughs> we really, it's, it's we really could have long, gone on forever. Yeah, it's dude. been a long time since we did just like the dead silence. I, a I, silent I, off. I, I, I miss that. I will always win that. No, you won't. Yes, because I have kids and I just love silence now. I've got a nine-year-old who loves to talk and a one-year-old who loves to cry. And so uh, I, I will always win the silence off because I don't hear it ever. This is like this is the only time I get to hear silence. That's hilarious. Well, um, but yeah. Anyway, as far as the playoffs go, yeah, we love we love that the the best team doesn't always win. That's that's why it's fun, and uh, I'm really excited for these game fives and even the game four tonight. Let's see if Tampa Bay can force a game five. Give us a little bit more excitement here. Uh, one little bit of news: it looks like Joe Madden is indeed going to go to LA once Osmus was gone. I, I think people were already pe- penciling that in before either were moved out of their jobs. <laughs> I'm talking like August. They're like, well, he's gone anyway, regardless of what they do. And he'll probably go to the Angels. Uh, if not, then if they, if they don't fire Osmus, then the Padres. Like those were the, that, This was one of the easiest things to kind of see, and it's looking like he is indeed going to go to the Angels for Joe Madden. And obviously they're not a fully ready-made team, but they're not a rebuild either because they have Trout. They can't. They need to throw every nickel they have at Cole. Do they not? Oh man! Of course they do. <laughs> they have to, dude. Like uh, Cole Canny Heaney gives you a front three that you can do something with. Oh man, they still owe Albert Pujols fifty nine million dollars. I, I know. Like, it's just, I know. They still owe Justin but, Upton like seventy five million dollars. They're probably paying Hamilton, who's they're not even paying with them. Zach Cozart. Thirteen million dollars next year, and, and Cole Calhoun. Well, Cole—it's a club option for fourteen mil. Goodbye, Cole Calhoun. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's—he's he's gonna get the yeah, one mil buyout, just, and maybe. It just yeah. It got pieces though, dude. They—they—they they, they really do. Obviously, they have Trout, um, Otani. Here's the thing about Upton: 21, 21 mil is not great, but if he bounces back healthy, I think he earns that. This is this was his only bad year ever. Sixty three games played it was a lost season do you think that's the beginning of the end he's gonna be 32 i don't think that one's nearly as egregious as as, like as the others i think they've got to but like yeah i just i i i mean i think they need they need a lot more than just that too is the problem sure but that has to start there yeah or or do you do like Wheeler and somebody, not not Wheeler and I don't think you can do both like that would be crazy. But like, do you go multiple? Bumgarner. Uh, I think Bumgarner's going back to you guys. No, he's not. No way. Yeah, he is. 
Yep. We, we can't afford him. Well, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I, I think Bumgarner ends up in Atlanta. I don't know why he didn't go there via trade. Oh, because they were going to they were gonna do something. No, they didn't. Stupid idiots. Uh, hang on, let me find a let me find a free was agent. The, was list there a rumor here. that he would have gone via trade, or or like that they had some sort of deal worked out that he nicked? No, that like, was just the that was just the obvious fit that I, everyone I, was. I don't think penciling I, I, in. I don't think they ever got what they felt was good enough value, considering what they'd ha- how they'd explain it to their fan base, which is stupid. But um, because we all knew what was going to happen to the Giants in the second half, it just was Duh, obvious. Uh, to get doy. something for him outside of what, a fourth round pick you get now for the qualifying offer. Oh wow, fantastic! So do, do you do you try if you're? Uh... Well, by the way, I mean Strasburg having a huge playoff, he could opt out at this point, and it's looking more likely. And then it's Strasburg and Cole that gives them two bites uh, for the Angels to to get the ace. They could try one or the other. Both should, uh, both, both California guys. Just I mean, both. like like spend. You've should. got you have got, Trout. You've got Mike Trout at age twenty eight. You, you honestly should. I yeah. mean, I know you said it tongue in cheek, but like, no, you t- should. You should. You should. I mean, you've got and you've got Andrew Simmons, who's still a premier defensive player for one more year. Yep. Uh, like, yeah, Shohei. Yeah, you got Shohei. By the like, way, I didn't even say Otani. Obviously, if he goes back to pitching, and you go those two, Cole Strasburg, Otani, Canning, Heaney. Obviously, Canning and Heaney, we don't know about their health, but at least you're, you're five on paper going in. And yeah, I mean, you're going to be putting out that rotation. That 50, would be amazing. Fifty to sixty mil for those two alone next year but figure it out dude i i don't you're a billionaire Artie moreno you, you've made so many dumber moves than than this would be this wouldn't even come close to your top five dumb moves so do it uh or at least one of them and like a wheeler and a ryu uh, or an odorizzi nah, like what you, what you do is you go you get strasburg or cole and then you'll get will smith you know, i like that sure, too. sure up the i like that pen. too with a lefty as well. Yeah, sure up the the rotation. You've got pieces. You've got pieces you can work as for that fifth starter spot or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I think they've got it. I think they have to go and make that kind of move. And they do have you know some money coming off the books, not a ton, but it, it'll come off eventually. <laughs> I still can't believe Albert Pujols made it through the season. That was one of my bold predictions. Was and did pretty well. Yeah. Stole like when you when you consider all things, he stole three bases. Thank you very much. He really? Wow. Um, he was like just below average as a bat, ninety four OPS plus. So, um, you know, ninety three ribbies. The dude gets the runners. Obviously, when you have Otani and and Trout ahead of you, it, it helps your it helps your situation out. But he still had to drive them in. So, you know, inner circle Hall of Famers, even at thirty nine, figure out a way to get some things done. It's kind of an impressive season as as far as what the expectations were for Pools, because I was with you as far as like he ain't making it through the year. A lot of people thought that after the St. Louis series in St. Louis, it was high time to kind of figure out something with him, bring him up to the front office because they have a services deal with him and and figure out some stuff there. But uh, yeah, they need to be aggressive here. And uh, Billy Upwards built some things up in the in the system. You're gonna have Joe Adele. We didn't even mention, so that's why Cole Calhoun's mm-hmm. gonna be expendable. The You're gonna go Trout year. Adele. Year, Joe Adele. 
yes, you're going to go Trout, Adele, Upton, um, Otani back into the rotation. Like, they've got pieces here. They've built bullpens on the fly in, in past years here. You can always do that. I mean, Trade they do have a Travis couple pieces. Shaw at third base. You. Well, actually, well, don't forget LaStella coming back, too. And I believe, even if the ball changes, I don't think he'll be – the same pace that he was on, which was like 32 homers. I'm not That's fine. crazy. That's fine. Shaw or Listella at second. But yeah, put Listella. I think he can be a high OBP, 20 homer guy in in, in a regular ball year. Because I think he's figured out some things with his swing too. It wasn't just the ball. The ball absolutely helped. But I think he altered his approach to benefit from the ball. Um, so yeah, anyway, that the Angels... They they got to be aggressive, dude. If you're gonna go out and get Joe Madden, then go all the way. You got to get one of Strasburg or Cole, and uh, and either some bullpen, like you said, or a secondary piece with for the rotation as well. But let's talk shortstop here. Let's uh, let's uh, get back into fantasy proper here and talk shortstops. I did my top 35. I've been doing top 30s for for a lot of positions. I had to go 35 here, and. Um, I've, and and I still had people saying, "Oh, you left this guy. You know, how did you not mention this guy?" and Guess who the first name was that was mentioned about? How did you leave this guy off? He did so well, and then he got hurt. But he's really awesome. Dansby Swanson. Yes, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, you could barely add his OPS from the time. But he did. You know, he came back from the. He was he was brutal after the injury. And I guess I I didn't give enough credence to the fact that it it was probably the injury carryover. Good looking. Uh, he is he's very handsome, but that I don't play any any handsome leagues mm. where you get credit well, for that. You're missing out. I I mean, look, I'd take Chris Bryant in the first round and I'd be dominating right off the rip. Those eyes are look like marbles. Like, come on, dude, it's not uh, fair. Matt Matt Kemp, I just, I'm just uh, yeah. and Matt Olson. Like, mm-hmm. how can they be this athletically gifted and look like that? That's not even fair, dude. Yeah, that's just not even fair. I mean, but I anyway. was pretty athletically gifted. Uh, you know, when I was younger, and I'm that good looking. So, I mean, and, I, I uh, get how it works. It does happen. It yeah. does happen. But let's talk seriously for a moment about Swanson. Obviously, he's a bit of a meme for you. Um, he was having a, a strong season before he got hurt. Uh, 100 <laughs> he does games. This every year. Well, no, no. This was a 100 game sample, though, with 17 homers, ball inflated or not, 203 uh, ISO which was showing some pop there. It was a 798 OPS, which doesn't jump off the page. But I'll take 17 homers, 64 runs, and 57 ribbies with seven steals. That's a full season pace of 28, 93, 104, and 12. That's a hell of a season there. And he went out on July 23rd, missed a whole month, came back, and like I said, he was brutal from that point on. Uh, Before I get into some uh, general questions about the position at large, where are you on your guy now? Because I think one of your biggest things was the price that people were paying. But now that he is cheap, how do you feel about Dansby Swanson? Have you have you softened at all, or do you still think he's terrible? I just – it was never a matter of that I thought he was terrible. It was a matter of that I felt like he went – he was too highly rated. Uh, I think he obviously benefited a huge amount from the juiced balls, so – uh, that would be a you know a determining factor. Are they going to use those again, or uh, is it potentially a situation where they're going to try to go back to a previous uh, version of the ball? Uh, and it also depends on where he's hitting in the lineup. I mean, batting second in that lineup 
which he did in 65 games uh, this year, uh, is a huge boost. Yeah, that's 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 the beauty, man. If he can bat up there mm-hmm. uh, with any regularity uh, for Swanson at the top of that lineup, whew, you got to. I mean, that's just opportunity. That's why he was on those huge run in RBI paces. Well, yeah, in the 16 games that he batted eighth, he hit 208. Hit, and when he batted first or second, he hit 333 or 269. Uh, and almost all of his home runs came out of the two holes. So uh, I think that. It really depends on what they they're gonna do with him. I have a hard time believing that that they're gonna continue to bat him second. Wait, if, yeah, I don't think he can bat two, but can he bat not eighth? I guess would be the question for for Swanson. Um, it's gonna be hard depending on what they do with that team. Yeah, uh, in the can he, can he bat sixth? And now he wasn't great at sixth this year, mm-hmm. but it's 122 plate appearances. It's just again, give me not eighth. I think is what I need for Swanson to have any confidence in him. I think I think he can bat him not eighth. I think six or seven is probably where he should be hitting, uh, okay. and I think that could give him enough to push him into the top 35. But I think. You know, and one of the things I talked about before he was up and when he made his, his debut as a rookie, uh, and I trashed him a bit, or, well, quite a bit. I was going to say, a <laughs> um, bit? Was, We're using loose language today. Was the prediction that shortstop was going to be really, really deep. And, and boy, continue to is be deep. it. And it is, and it's going to continue to be deep because there's even more guys who are going to come oh, up that's, at that's some point. Oh, that's a crazy point. part. It's... it's it's the deepest position in baseball, and his bat just isn't special, comparatively speaking, to the bats that are already in the major leagues and in fantasy and the bats that are coming in Wander Franco and Carter Keboom and Royce Lewis, uh, you know, Andres Jimenez. I mean, these these are some really impressive bats that are going to be coming and that are going to pass him. So... Do I think he can be a top 30, top 35 shortstop next year? Sure, but at some point, that position is so uh, watered down because of the elite talent that it doesn't matter. Like, Paul DeYoung is is your 27th ranked shortstop. Like, like I want to get mad, but I can't because it it's just t- such a deep position. Believe me, I gave him a second look knowing that You'd be like, "What the hell?" And I was like, "I, I, I can't because what he offers the the raw power is not hard to find." I got Didi Gregorius here, who's averaging like two seventy, twenty five, and five the last few years, and I put that just doesn't go that far anymore. Plus, he's a free agent. We don't know if he's going to be with the Yankees. So let's uh, let's let's uh, reverse it back a little bit to, uh, from Swanson and go general picture. You're talking about the depth of it. Your general overview. What's your strategy then? I know this year you did want to wait because you you could get your Paul DeYoung very late and you weren't going to pay the premium for like a Correa or a Seager. But even now, they are in the Paul DeYoung spot and Paul DeYoung has fallen further. That said, there is still some premium uh, – there's you know some premium tiers at the top. Just because it's deep, are you not falling behind if you if you do just bypass the first – 10, 12, 15, wherever you have that cutoff, do you want to get in on the front end there and maybe maybe tack this position three times with your uh, shortstop, middle, and either second base who's an eligible shortstop, 
or your utility? Like how, how much do you want to get in on shortstop? What's your general uh, overview here and how did you approach it in the two early mocks? Because you were in multiple leagues. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really go into the two early mocks with a strategy. I think for me, that is just an exercise in picking the best player available. Um, no matter the position, I'm not really thinking about team construct. When I do that, I'm just trying to build the best possible ADP for for the you know the overall ADP. So, but like we have a draft coming up, uh, you know, we're each doing a separate one at the AFL. So, what on, mm-hmm. on Friday, Thursday, Friday, um, Friday, yeah, um, Saturday. I think Friday. no, no, Saturday is Saturday. 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 So Saturday. we we have we have a draft, and so now I'm starting formulate my strategies for that. Uh, you know, I've been working on my ranks and stuff, and. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going with a very similar strategy, except for it's going to be. Um, I I definitely either want like the the elite tier, the top four, the the story Lindor, Turner, Bregman, um, mm-hmm. and then more likely I'm waiting. Uh, okay. But I think the there's a caveat to that is there are a number of these guys that are eligible at other positions. Yes, that's what I was saying. You could almost dip in maybe four times. Two B, shortstop, middle, and yeah. utility. You could feasibly get four depending on who you pick. And in second base is ugly. So, oh yeah, and especially by comparison. Yeah, and so you know, I'm gonna be dipping into like these guys are gonna be on my teams. A lot of these guys are gonna be on my teams at other positions. A lot of people, when I posted the tech, second base rankings, they 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 found it to be deep. I think. They were ignoring the cliffs and and looking at a giant glob from maybe 15 to 27 and feeling that that was depth. But I feel like you don't want to be there like for your main second baseman. I think you you want – I mean I, we don't want to go off on, on second base right now. But well, and, I, and I agree. a lot it's of those guys bad. are multi-position eligible. Yes. And so like – but the opposite effect is – once they like, there's a huge cliff, and once those multi-position eligible guys get slotted in on other teams, like there isn't like, oh, I can wait and be okay with Jerks and Profar. Yep. Like Jerks and yep. Profar is your number twenty-four second baseman. He doesn't make your top thirty-four shorts or th- top thirty-five shortstops. That is the perfect encapsulation of of just the depth, a, a microcosm of it that really shows the depth that we're dealing with here. At shortstop, um, and you mentioned my top four: Story, Lindor, Turner, Bregman. Do you have any issue with the slotting there? I got a little, not like I don't want to say pushback because there, no one was like that's stupid, but they thought it was uh, ballsy, I guess, to put Story number one. I thought it was kind of easy. I have no like the top three. Like we saw Trey Turner go, and I think the first NFBC draft of the season go fourth uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, I have no problem if you want to put all. Th- Wait, the NFBC already did a 2020 draft. Yeah, they uh, like the, the Derek Van Riper, Todd Zola, slow email draft that they do every year. Frick was my invite. Well, they Jeez. obviously don't like you. Well, I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't like me. Yeah, actually, I'm just kidding. I love myself. Like um, um, my guy, uh, Greg Blankenship from FWFB. He's in it. So awesome. it's been awesome. fun to kind of watch as he like sends us the picks and stuff. Do you have an issue with Turner at four? No, I, I, I got to be honest, I don't. Yeah, I, I, the the first few rounds are so stacked with talent. 
Um, I'm just not going to like Trout went three in that draft, and people were some people were upset, and I just don't have a Why? problem with it. Like I, I just, don't either. Yeah, I just. Uh, you I, can't I, tell me that Yelich and Acuna don't have viable cases to go ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I think Trout should be one or two. I took him one in my in my two early mock, but I I could have easily gone Yelich or, or Acuna. And... I have a hard time doing Yelich just because the the back woes uh, scare me a little bit, and he looks like you, which scares me even more. Um, but Jeez. ultimately, like you can't. Pardon me. <laughs> you can't what was that? talk about like Yelich's Fair. injury issues and not then bring up the fact. Well, Trout's been hurt, so yeah, uh, yeah, and he's got that foot now. Yeah, no. so I mean. <sighs> At the end of the day, like I think this year is very similar to last year, but even more stacked uh, in the first two to three rounds that I think when we start picking apart where people are taking guys in the top 25 picks, it, it's you're kind of splitting hairs and it's it yeah. seems tedious and uh, just trying to call people out for taking guys, you know. You you t- go get your guy in the first two rounds. Like yep. if if that's who you think is the best player available, then you go get that player. If that's the guy who you want to build your team around, then you go get that player. No, I I agree with you. I think it's a lot of go get your guy, and and you we have our own preferences, and you can you can debate it and whatnot. But to speak definitively and say, oh, you can, how could you take so and so here with this guy available? Stop with with getting too locked in on that because I think you're going to wind up looking silly um on a lot of it and and not being open to the fact that there there there's so many different paths that you can take that are perfectly viable uh jumping down a little bit in the ranking here after the top four there we have bogarts fernando tatis jr mondesi coming off the labrum surgery VR, Baez, Torres rounding out the top 10 i did put Marte 11 he does not qualify in 20 game leagues which is the standard and uh, normally I, I try to adhere to the 20, so apologize on that. But he will qualify in, in the 10-plus. I think he had 14 games at second base. So they'll still have shortstop eligibility in plenty of leagues, just not uh, the the large majority that use the 20 game. But what do you think of the rest of the top 10 there and who stands out to you? I know you said you'd like to wait, but but who's who's fallen in a spot where you're like, hmm, that I would make an exception for him. Otherwise, I'm waiting for... Semyon or Bichette or I know you love Carlos Correa. You can never stop talking about how much you love him. So uh, I think the, I think there are a number of guys that I could make a play on. Uh, Jonathan VR was a guy that made a play on in uh, in one of the two early mocks. Uh, Baez, I mean Baez, almost falling outside of the top ten shortstops after what he did uh, in two thousand eighteen. I and like I, it wasn't like necessarily regression. No, like just everyone the field predicted is him. So good. Yeah, everyone predicted him for this huge fall off, and he middle fingered the the fantasy community. Yes, he fell back, but from an MVP pace, you always expect guys to come back to the pack, uh, and sometimes they don't, like Yelich, um, and of course Trout's been there forever. But like, he was still excellent. Two eighty one, twenty nine. 85, 89 on the ribbies and runs and 11 steals. And that was only in 138 games. If he had matched last year's 160, it would have looked a heck of a lot more like last year from the counting categories from Baez. And yet I only got him nine 
And I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I did put the three burners ahead of him, Tatis, Mondesi, and VR. And I feel like they're a little cluster. And I, I, I kind of put them together on purpose. And I feel like, okay, if you don't want one of those Uber speedsters, you can take Baez. So Baez either goes to six or stays at nine, which is nice. But I and I don't know exactly if I'm if I'm married to keeping the speedsters there, but this is where I got them right now. How do you feel about that with Tatis Jr. Mondesi VR being tied together and then over a Baez and Torres who are excellent, especially as power producers, but don't do as much on the speed piece? Well, and I think one of the things we need to remind people of is that Baez loses all of that eligibility yes. that made him so valuable, whereas the guys around him have that. Like, VR has the extra eligibility. Torres is going to be second and short. Uh, Kettle Marte is going to have uh, uh, extra eligibilities. I don't know. Mondesi, is, I don't know if he's going to or not, but... Um, if Mondesi is going to what? Uh, does Mondesi have second and short? No, I think he's short only. He's just short only. So yeah, I think Baez is the safe play. Like, yeah, there, which sounds question. weird, right? Because yeah. of all the volatility that he used to carry, <laughs> and now it's like, hey, he's kind of a safe it play. If you're going to get, if I can give, if I can guarantee you 600 plate appearances, you're going to get 30 and 12 with a 275 yeah. you feel comfortable about that even though he's beat 275 each of the last two years i'm saying he'll at least get you that with good counting categories because i don't think the cubs i mean they're obviously not going to be anywhere close to a rebuild they're going to retool and they're going to be fine so yeah i agree with you he's the safe play and then you got tatis jr who was electric for half a season but then out with injury yeah mondesi returning injury. from the labrum and vr he's had a brilliant season and burned the next mm -hmm. year before and, and I think people knows, are still just uncertain. Like, if VR is, plays the whole year on the Orioles next year, I think he's a superstar. But why the hell would the Orioles keep him? Yeah, if they trade him somewhere that doesn't run. Yeah. I mean, and, it's and a whole question it can happen of like that. the Royals going from Ned Yost to Matheny. To, to, like, I don't know. Wait, is that is that booked? I just are they assumed. Going, God, I would vomit if I was a Royals fan. Yeah. Jeez. Imagine having to go from Yost to, to Hey, at least Yost proved his medal though. He actually Yeah, he won a World Series. Yeah, and, and he started to show some things where I think the tide turned a little bit on him. But Matheny, oh my God. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah, that that's gonna be ugly. But so I we're talking about a team that was like in the top three to five teams every year under Ned Yost in yes. terms of total stolen bases as a team uh, going to Matheny, who I believe was in like the bottom five of the league in Dang. virtually every one of his years. And that could hurt Mondesi. It could and hurt Mondesi. Fact... It could, it's going to hurt Whit Merrifield. Who's well, like he, my he boy. was already, he was yeah. already uh, rough this year with the, and by the way, credit to him though, despite the big fall off in SB still had a heck of a season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that was the impressive part about Merrifield is he gave back like, uh, 25 stolen bases and still put up a very, very strong season by dollar value. Um, but yeah, Mondesi, Mondesi specifically with the labrum surgery. Now he's supposed to be ready for spring five, six months uh, to, to heal from that. Let me, let me say he's ready for spring. Okay. He's coming into spring training. 
and nothing happens that suggests that the labrum is a major issue, where do you take him? Where do you take Mondesi in March on the heels of a uh, of a healthy uh, spring? Nothing to say about his stats, but there's nothing that's coming out about like the shoulder's still barking, he's not mm-hmm. playing back-to-back or Seems anything like healthy, that. he's getting yeah. good reports and all that. Yeah. Where would you take him then? I think third round. Okay. I, I think th- that's right. I mean, yeah. I think about the same spot as VR. I think they have similar risk. I think they have similar upside. And remember, that was our counter to Mondesi this year was VR a few rounds later, and it felt great to be able to get that. Now that price has risen. Everyone saw Not to say we were right on Mondesi. No, 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 no. Because uh, I'll take that if, L. If you had guaranteed us, you say, hey, Guys, we're going to say that he's going to get a 291 OBP. How do you feel about Montesi? Oh, we're going to be right. Uh, he's not going to be that good. Uh, he, you know, I, Weren't you predicting that he could get sent down? Or was that somebody else? Uh, it wasn't that he could get sent down, but like, like, how can they keep running him out there? I mean, that's the beauty of Ned Yost. Yeah. Is yeah. that and, a 291? And, and high. High in the order, too. Yeah, 291 that they would still continue to run him out there. Uh, for 443 plate appearances and 43 stolen and bases. And only stunted by base per 10 plate appearances. Yep, only stunted by injuries. So, yeah, if you had told us at the beginning of the year that we were getting a 291 OBP, we'd have felt even better about some of our trepidation with regards to Mondesi. Nope, take a fat L on that, 100%. Um, but VR also take a W on. So it's like it, it was, you know, take the one L, take the one one win there. Now they're they're much closer together in value. In fact, uh, well, they're still going twenty one and thirty nine respectively. Mondesi and VR. In although, I and wonder Mondesi if Mondesi went fifty fifth, I believe in that in that. Slow yeah, I think draft. the labrum surgery and and a little bit of settle down from his September that was electric before he got hurt again and it required the surgery. I think that has tamped the price. And if you ran the two early mocks again, I think Mondesi and VR would be much closer. Yeah, well, I think VR would be above Mondesi, and I don't think it necessarily would be that close. I think there'd be at least a round separating them. Flip? Oh yeah, like VR goes. I bet you in our drafts that. VR goes ahead of Mondesi by about a round. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to take that bet as, as as if to say I'm I'm against that. I think that that's uh, very plausible. The VR love is is hot right now. Like for me, like I, I don't know, you know, you know, obviously you don't have to say because you're going to be in a draft exactly where you would take him, but he's pretty much off my board in early drafts. Like I want to see, Oh, I'm nervous. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not, I'm probably not going to have, unless he drops like out of the top 75 in our draft. Like I'm not going to take him, uh, just because I don't want to assume that risk when we're five months away from the start of the season. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I am definitely nervous about, uh, everything that that is going with that labrum surgery and what it might mean for Mondesi. So I would want my my shares of Mondesi. Insofar as I get any, will be in March. Um, I mean that it's. A, I'm just gonna. I know I'll have to pay a bigger price. I'm fine with that. I, I, I'll i rather do a, a more certain high price than take a little bit di- because I'm not getting a big enough discount. And that could change. Maybe things. Uh, meander further and further down and he's pick 65 or something or or 75 then i jump in beauty of shortstop though 
is that you can take that gamble and know there is plenty of depth True. to fill in. Well, so, like, you could you could go Mondesi and then take Garrett Hampson later on. Yep. For, for God, we, we can't quit that guy. We got, like, three <laughs> more years with him, minimum. Minimum three more years. <laughs> Put him in your top 20. <laughs> I went 25. That was as high as I could do right now. Uh, I, I so want to put him higher. I'm just, I know. I, I'm just I, telling I you too. right now, like, he's going to be above guys like Kevin Newman for me. <laughs> just because... Well, and, and the course factor certainly helps yeah. that, right? And the fact that he could seriously steal like 30 mm-hmm. uh, if he gets that playing time. One guy I want to talk about before we get uh, deeper there is Manny Machado. Because I had him 14th, and obviously by name value that felt crazy. But by production and what he does and the fact that we never really know about his stolen bases year to year, he could go out and steal 20 next We know he can go 0 to 20. He's done that before and then like right back down to 5, I think, the year after that. But he went nine among shortstops in the two early mocks. I got him at 14. Where are you on Manny Machado after a a pedestrian season for his standards in his first year with the Padres? However, two of his last three years would fall under that pedestrian level as far as like a WRC plus. 102, 140, 108. Now, it's 30 homers and a boatload of ribbies and runs uh, surrounding it. But again, those thirty homers don't go as far as they used to. That's why the, uh, with the with the mediocre batting average and uninspiring OBP, it's wound up being pretty pedestrian for Machado. So where where do you stand on him? I don't know what to do with Machado. I, I don't know if this was a matter of getting used to a new uh, kind of environment and mm-hmm. getting used to. I mean, I know he. I know he had some, you know, plate appearances and stuff with the Dodgers and all of that. Uh, but I mean, this is a new league for him. He's a lot of new pitchers that he's seeing for the first time, uh, and I wonder if there, there's just kind of a, uh, I don't know, a kind of an acclimation factor. Yeah, that needs no, to happen. I, I think there is with him and Harper, and I talk about this a lot with pitchers. And how I how I worry about that first year, um, I think it's I think it's viable with with hitters too though. Just that first year being the top dog, making those absolute fat stacks, and having to adjust to being the guy. I mean, the one thing I will say is that he, in seventeen and eighteen, he had hard hit percentages and exit velocities in the top like five percent of the league, and. Mm-hmm. It was like he didn't get the added boost that everybody else got. Right. And it wasn't so frustrating with the guys who that happened to and this year. There, yeah, there were a number of guys where it was like, you're like, well, if they get a juiced ball, and it's like, oh, wait, no, they don't get a juiced It's the, Are they calling in a new ball when they come up to bat? Yeah, in in uh, the slow pitch softball league I'm in, uh, it, it's co-ed. And you use a different ball for the use, women. Yeah, right? the women use yeah. a different ball. Um, and the men use wooden bats, and, and uh, the, the women get to use metal bats. And it, it felt like for some people, like they're like, well, no, you're you're one of the guys. You don't get to use – you have to use the dead ball. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's crazy because you're just like some of these guys that could have benefited from it in such a huge way. And, you know, Machado basically did what he's been doing – but in this environment, it was pedestrian as hell. 3285, again, so many people would kill for that to be their down season. And yet here we are. It was pretty bleh. And uh, that's why I got him 14th right now. And I just said depth of position and sporadic SBs curb his value a bit. 
but at the same time, if I got quote unquote stuck with him, if he if he goes there though, like I said, the two early mocks put him at nine and and pick thirty seven. I'm not paying that. So what price are you paying for Machado? And he, uh, no, no, he retains his dual eligibility. Pardon me. So you will have the third and short, which I always love the hurt, eligibility. The, since he's getting hurt, kind of yes. helped uh, help that. Uh, so I think he is going to be one of those guys that ends up on a number of my teams because I'm going to have a hard time if I see him drop, not just taking this shot on a guy who's, you know, a former first round pick in fantasy. Yep. So I feel you. If the price is right, and again, yeah. it has to be lower than the thirty-seven average. And this is why I'm gonna. Box. This is why I'm gonna end up missing out on a lot of Bregman and Bogarts, and same reason I missed out on guys like that this year was because I went, oh man, I'd I, okay. I you know if he doesn't make it back to me, then I'll just take this guy, 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 this guy later, and I think. Machado is now in that kind of group of this guys, along with, you know, this last year's this guy, Marcus Simeon, or I was I knew you're gonna, I Blanco knew you're gonna say or, him and him. I was literally gonna say yeah. both of them. They were our this guys this year, mm-hmm. and DeYoung was one and, for you and, for and sure. And they're going to be again, which makes yep. uh, market like this. You ready for my hot take of of the off season? My first my first hot take of the off season. Hell yeah, give it to me. Marcus Simeon is the AL MVP. Bro, he is the most valuable player in the American League, especially if you consider it how valuable he was to his own team. Yeah, there's uh, an absolute case for it by by overall performance. Yeah, I, I just I like I I understand like Bregman's probably gonna win it, and people are gonna be like, oh Trout, like, uh, and don't get me wrong, Bregman has a case too. By the way, and when, so when Trout, Trout got hurt, I know, but but Trout was the was the locked in winner for a while. And when he went, when he got hurt, he was so far ahead of the guys that you couldn't even make the case based on volume. Bregman and Semyon caught up. There is like once you get within the one war, it's hard to just say, oh, because Trout's eight point six and Semyon's seven point six, Trout's inherently better. Like even the people who made war say that once you get within that one point oh to one point two range, you're really starting to split hair. It has to be a more definitive gap to say this guy was better. Like, uh, you know, Trout at 8.6 to Springer at 6.5. You can say he was definitively better than Springer. But My, my 6... argument for Simeon is the the Astros are still the best team in baseball without Bregman. Mike, you know, the sure. an, the Angels still don't make the playoffs without Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, but, like, Simeon, the the A's don't make the playoffs without Simeon. No, and I can't speak highly enough to his transformation at shortstop. His dude. defense, and I dude mean, was the absolute helps. worst. Uh, part of it defender. helps having Matt Chapman next to you, no doubt. And but he and put in Ron work. Washington work with you. Yes, uh, but he put in the work. That's yes. the thing, though. He did the he work with a, Ron Washington. He was a bad defensive player. Awful, like a, dude. Like, an awful deep like we were Air talking about Barreto like oh my god they need to bring Barreto up so they can get him off of shortstop yep uh, listen we don't go crazy on errors but he was making the kind of errors that you're like holy hell why is he a shortstop for Simeon and he had no range and, nope. and he really worked on it and I mean now he is a plus defender I mean in, in a lot of ways like 
when Aaron Otto was coming up, people were like, well, Aaron Otto's not a good defender. That's hilarious and to think that that was a thing. And that I remember. Was, yeah, that was the knock on Aaron Otto was he was not a good defender. Uh, now, I mean, gold glover, and, and Simeon should be a gold glover this year. Uh, I mean, to me, he's the MVP, and he is the 15th ranked shortstop. I know, dude. Like, in your ranks. And, and I can't hate. I mean, I disagree. I would have him higher. Uh, and if we're gonna, you know, transition to my my two biggest, gripes, yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's that, do that. Please. That's that's number one. Marcus Simeon okay. deserves to be higher than over that. Who? Over Machado, over Bichette, over Anderson, over Marte. And I can understand if you're gonna, you know, pick at it. Uh, but I love. So I I, I want to be here for this, and I agonized over it. I really did. I wanted to I wanted to kind of make a statement with him to say, hey, I do love what's sent because he didn't just influence get influenced by the ball. First well, off, he well, hit twenty seven homers in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and and let let me argue each individually. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Go we, go start with Machado. We, and go I don't up. think we need to do Machado. Well, he's, yeah, yeah, he's we already better it. than Machado, right? Well, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. reason Machado's as high as he is is because of his name. Younger and name. Yes. yes. Um, Bo Bichette, we've seen plenty of times, guys. Six games. Yeah. yeah, I mean Brett Lord. That one's kind of easy. There you no, go. And I'll tell you why I put him ahead. Speed only. And well, and I love Thinking. Bo Bichette, so like I yeah. can I get the argument. I don't necessarily even disagree with argument because the upside alone gives him a ton of, of uh, profit potential. So yeah, I uh, mentioned that, that he has. Uh, 30 SBs per 600 plate appearances in the minors, Bichette does. And if he brings that to the majors, mm-hmm. and with the bat that he showed in those 46 games, watch out. Yeah. Uh, Tim Anderson could turn back into Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. So. Now, it was it felt weird. I was – bro, if you want to like, go back I don't and, understand how he did it. I, I don't either. But if you want to go back and roast me on something for this year, uh, on some of the L's – Go look at where I ranked Tim Anderson coming into the year. I was oh so God. out on yeah. this dude with his plate approach and everything, and he led baseball in batting average. The and, only thing and, that the only thing that saved me in terms of getting a, a, a few shares of Tim Anderson was having like seventy five teams, uh, but also the fact that I punt batting average, and he's like the yes, great guy to punt care. batting average with because I yep. don't care if he hits two forty, but if for some reason he hits three thirty five. I mean, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is the perfect example of your strategy, though, too, because mm-hmm. you could never in a billion years project that he would hit 335, right? Even if somebody said, even if you said, well, what if he hits 280? I probably would have chuckled at you. Well, yeah, what if, dude? Okay, premium speedster hits the ball harder, gets an amazing bat at 399, which is obviously not going to carry, and bada bing, all of a sudden hits 335. Five insane dude. So yeah, that that I can totally understand that one versus uh, Semyon versus Anderson. There, I did give him some love because he is a power speed guy, and I think his speed's more bankable than Semyon's. But uh, I totally understand why you would say go Semyon over that. Um, and then as far as Marte, injury. I mean, he's you know his season. Yeah, he's got a yeah. stress reaction in his back. Uh, they shut him down at the end of the season because of it. Uh, who knows if uh, if you know what his situ- back injuries are scary. You and I both worry yeah. heavily about backs. Yeah, any and back injury is going to be. And as much as I've worries. I've always loved Kettle Marte, 
But a jump of 14 to 32 home runs when you're playing half your games in a stadium that is supposed to suppress home runs. Yeah, with the humidor. I mean, it would not surprise me to see that drop tremendously next year. If the ball goes back, of course. Yes. I, it could be a... Even a, if it doesn't. Like, I, I would expect some sort of regression. Sure. Uh, I mean, he mean, went from... Look at the basically... three-year projections. They've got him for 19 and 12 home runs in the next The one thing years. I will say is, though, he's been on a, an upward trajectory with the power, including yes, last year's 177 ISO. But he went 177 to 264 for Cattell Marte. So I totally get you there. 11% to 19% on the homer to fly ball rate. If that bounces back even to, say, 13 14%, that's like going to eat some like overs. he's like a 200 ISO guy... The one thing that I, I, I still can't let go of, at least not yet going into age 26 for Marte, he what? has the speed to steal yeah, 25 he's, bases. He's got elite speed. He, he, with his freaking eyes closed, dude. And so that's the, that's what I can't let go of, and that's why I still ranked him high. And I'll mention once again, he's not 20-game eligible at short. It's a 10-gamer. I put him in by memory and then didn't double-check. I meant to do only 20 gamers, but I just it, decided it, to leave him after I made the chart. It's insane because not only is he a guy who could easily steal 30 if he wanted uh, like the Diamondbacks are top ten in stolen bases as a team. Yes. Like they're a yes. team that runs. Why like, doesn't he run? I I mean, it's hard to run when you're jogging around the bases. Fair point. And Is he got that... got himself hurt jogging around the base. Remember that Homer where he uh, <laughs> he had a, ha- a hamstring cramp and it was against Eno the Giants. Season... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eno, Eno was losing. Was over. Eno is like texting us and losing his mind because he, he was at the stadium. I and... just lost Marte on a homer, dude. He's done. He, he hit crazy. a home run and now his season is over because he like tore his hamstring celebrating. <laughs> Totally ripped it, and he didn't even celebrate. He like he just he was hurt, like it, it cramped up basically. Was, yeah. Right as he found it first, and it did look bad though because he it barely was like a made hot it August days. night, and he was you know, and he got a cramp, and yeah, it was it was pretty uh, crazy though that he got hurt. I hope on you know, still listens. Homer, <laughs> I hope so too. So Semyon, your your primary gripe, totally get it. Yeah, we share love for him, and I I I also wanted to push him higher, and I could see myself taking him above some of these guys, which means. Going back to our preseason talk, I should put him up there and be true to what I would do and not get too hung up on like ADP and stuff like that. So I feel you there. Who's your other big gripe? And again, uh, without without mentioning Paul DeYoung. Mm, I mean, there's a number of guys at the back end that I really don't believe belong on this list. Well, well, let's get to that in a moment. What about – let me put you on something like a top – 10 to 12 that you would push down a bit or, or even um, you can go as deep as 15 if you like. Is there anybody there besides, I guess, Tim Anderson, you said he could go back to being okay, Tim Anderson. Yeah, I yeah like, like can I, can we push Corey Seager like much, much farther down? Dude. Like I, 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 I wanted to, I feel pu- like I, this I, one's I wanted, on repeat, but I know I wanted to go like 25 with him. Like, I don't understand how you can put Corey Seager at 18 and then Paul DeYoung at 27 like the difference between those two are not nine spots no 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 no. see this is where you get into a glob though i that you're hung up on the nine spots as opposed to the talent gap between the that those those nine players is not anything like it, it's it, or the 11 okay players. well ahmad rosario not... should be over him gavin luck should be over him 
kangaroo. I mean, like, and I don't think these are particularly close calls. No, can you put Lux ahead of him already? Yes, absolutely. Look, on we've, we've, we've done alone. the Seeger talk a bunch, but and I put my comment was he's frustrating. I I still wouldn't be surprised if he went three ten thirty five one ten. I would. Because in order to get 35 and 110, you have to have play to say, okay, a bunch of games. I get – but, dude, come on. We've seen guys – he played a buck 34. Let's not pretend he didn't play this year. He, he played <laughs> – yeah. For him, that's a huge season. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still, like, he's I, – uh, I, I, I just... know, dude. He led the NL in doubles, though. I don't. I it, just it, can't. Yeah, it, without the him. juice ball, he'd be hitting you know a bunch of singles and a bunch of flyouts and yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I just you know who I wanted to put ahead of him I because of the power speed was Kingery. You should put him ahead. Kingery should I, definitely be ahead. I I did want to. That was one that I I almost I almost leapfrogged. Uh, Kingery. I called I called Kingery the cheaper older version of Fernando Tatis Jr. Is it, I mean, is it, it a Kingery, hot take for me to say that he's not a top thirty shortstop? Like that's the only bad. reason, that's a yes, that's an abs- it's a scorching is a top thirty. It ranked as a top thirty shortstop. No, because it's of not because of his name. Pedigree. No, it's it not. No, it's Nico not. Nico Horner is going to outproduce him next year. Oh my god, dude, you're wasted. You've relapsed. <laughs> Damn it, we drove you to relapse. Because you're because you're Washington Redskins. In, in, yeah, <laughs> my Redskins. Yeah. I'll, oh, trust me. If I was going to drink over my Redskins, I would have been drunk a long time. You'd ago. have been. You, yeah, yeah. You'd have never yeah. even started getting sober. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, I mean it's between Justin and I anyway. But I hope people don't freak out over a relapse joke. It's. Uh, but okay, back to this this scorching take because the temperature dropped here in Austin, but you just raised it back up. It went back up to 95. We were down here at 80, and you just pushed the temperature way back up here. Nico Horner, bruh. Come on. Seager was already 21 this year on the player Raider, on Rasball's player Raider. Like, of course he's a top 30 guy. Of course he is. Come on. Come on. You're going to hit more homers than Nico Horner, no? Uh, I don't hit homers. But uh, my point exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe Nico Horner's not. Uh, maybe. But we can focus. Okay, we can put Nico Horner aside. But the top thirty thing you said, even I mean, you're talking about I got John Birdie at thirty. Yeah, Birdie, see, but 30. Birdie shouldn't be in your top thirty either. So, uh, but like, are you familiar with his speed though? Give, How's give his... me, give me a bunch of the rookies. I'd rather, I'd rather have Royce Lewis. I'd rather have. Uh, Carter Keyboom, I'd rather have Wander oh, Franco on my, you know, on my reserve list than, than Wander Franco. Come on, I only included him to avoid the questions of where's Wander Franco. I still, I'd rather have the, I'd rather. I mean, I, I know the Tampa Bay is not going to bring him up or anything, but that, that's what I'm uh, saying. I still rather take the shot because who cares about the upside of Corey Seager? People who want to win their league, dude. But they didn't this year when they were taking him in the top eighty. But now he's down to 140. Although that's somebody still, took him 69, which was so not nice. nice. Um, that's still like, that. Who cares? He hasn't hit. Uh, he hasn't hit 300 since 2016. Okay, 
Nobody hits 300. That's not true. But but that's the, part of his value. He is he doesn't steal bases. But he has, so but he has, but he has got, a strong floor though too. He doesn't he doesn't dip below 270. So he, he doesn't did hurt last you. year. He didn't. I'm not counting last year, dude. It was 26 games. Relax. You, that's nothing. And he hit no, 267. Uh, fine, it counts. <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, smushed last year and this year. That's like a full season. 271, 21, 195. You, you you can't just throw him out completely. I can and it, I will. Well, that's foolish, though. I don't think it is. Of course it is because he's still <laughs> because on a the great guys team. Guys are going to go after him. Have categories. more upside and just as safe as a floor. Like I don't like make the argument Who? that Ahmed Rosario. Like I mean, there's no way that Ahmed Rosario has the same floor, dude. There's no way. There's no possible way. First off, he's a brutal base runner. So if they put okay. the brakes on him, we don't know which wh- who's going to be the manager. He's going to play. Listen, and you I, can't I don't want to say that about a senior. You're not going to get me to hate Rosario because I actually do like him. But if you're talking Why about you safe him? floor, Kevin Newman, it ain't there. Hate on Kevin Newman for me. I mean, he's your guy. He's, so I know he's. I just, I just it's did not out. fair. This is very. Life's rude. not fair, but I mean, hate on somebody that I like. If this was Corey Smith and not Corey Seager, and we were just looking at the numbers and weren't no. factoring the name, he would not be eighteen for you. Bull. Yes, he would, dude. Yes, he would. I just told you that he finished twenty-one this year on a year that was not that great in one hundred and thirty-four games. That you have to take in the team. The team into consideration too, which I think you are in the wrong way because you hate the Dodgers. <laughs> it has nothing and, to do with the, it. I love Gavin have, Lux. Uh, that, like you uh, can't. Okay, you, I I I talked about. I would take Gavin Lux over Seager easily. But but okay, but he's like eighty eighty with one hundred thirty four games, which means he's a hundred hundred if he plays all year for Seager. And I know that that's you shouldn't plan that he's going to play all year, but that there's a similarity of the injury thing to your batting average thing where it's like you take these these distressed assets because you could spike the the full season. I mean that was it was Stanton forever of like, yeah, he can do mm-hmm. a full season's worth in but 130 what games. What happens if you, you you what happens if you invested in Stanton this year? You have my main event team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you I, I understand just, the volatility these guys of that, but sink you. Well if you take too many. If you take yes. seven injured guys for your How your seven you. reserves Justin, I took four. <laughs> but like, come on, I, I don't want to go too far here on Seager and pretend like there's no upside. That's that's just not true. I think there. I mean, there's obviously upside, but like major upside still. Major. Is it yes. major? Yes, dude. Three ten, thirty five, one ten is is still in the cards. Is it the high outcome? No, but he's twenty six years old next year. There What's is his still eighty percent outcome. Because eighty percent outcome. He's not. He's not getting. He's not getting that. So what is his eighty percent outcome? Eighty percent is twenty five, a hundred, a hundred, two eighty six. So. Like, does that just, put him in the top 10 at shortstop? With no, how deep shortstop 10. is. But I don't have him in the top 10. But uh, it's but probably top. But I'm saying, like, why not take a guy at that same spot that puts, you know, where his 80% outcome takes or gives him a shot at the top 10? Like, the, the lack of speed 
and the fact that he hasn't hit but for average last few years. We can't. Okay, I, I'm I'm going to push back on this industry wide right now. We can't eliminate everybody who doesn't run. You just don't need that many steals. So you can't just crap on everybody who doesn't run. But if he doesn't run and doesn't have average, that's a problem. I said 286. That's fantastic. 286 is very, very positive. That's very positive. By the way, by the way, that season that I gave is basically Baez minus the 11 steals, which the 11 steals matter. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm just giving a shorthand there. And so that would be top. Uh, listen, the position depth makes it so that, you know, even that 80 percent is probably 12 to 15th ranked. But that's why I ranked him 18th. I'm not saying Corey Seager should go top 10. And if people overdraft him, that I'm backing out. But they're drafting him 19th. I think the market has finally adjusted to Seager. But you want them to adjust further. I, I feel like there's not going to be a right. I'm not saying. You yeah, should. I know. I, I feel like there's not going to be a. Every time they adjust, you're going to say, well, if the market's here, then I got to go further. You have to keep going further down. And I think you're going to leave some value on the table at some point with Corey Seager. And I'm sure I am. And I think this is similar to the Correa argument. Well, it wasn't an argument because I think you were somewhat on board with me last year. Is yeah. He's just not going to end up on any of my teams. And, and I, I, and okay I understood that. that. I, yeah. I understood that with Correa. And, and yeah, I we were uh, more or less in lockstep there because – Especially it makes, with how high he was going. I mean, it exactly the 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 price you had to pay there to to gamble on Correa, and you got seventy five games this year, and it, and they were great, but seventy five games, and he's just not going to run. And again, that can't be the the automatic limiting factor. But when you're going to pay the premium that Correa and Seager yeah. this year, mm-hmm. Seager this year cost, can't I just, do that. If I'm going to take the gamble at that point, give me the give me the gamble of Garrett Hampson again. You know, well, give, you, give me the. But you, but you could get both. You could get Seeger and then get Hampson fifty years later. <laughs> that, like I Hampson, mean, Hampson or, could be. Or I could just fallback. load up on another position. And True, I know but I, Hampson could be your fallback for Seeger mm-hmm. or your supplement to him to cover that steals gap, and then you smush them together, and there and it's a super line. Yeah. If you look at the two, something like that, you know, and so I just I just don't want to throw them out completely. I I, I did share. Some of your your trepidation with with Seager this year, although he was a little bit cheaper, so I think we had more pushback on that than the Correa one. But I understand your general philosophy on Correa and Seager that if they're going to keep going by name value, then they're going too high. But I feel like the market finally adjusted on Seager here, at least according to and, our mocks. And on Correa, I mean Correa being like... Correa was the thirteenth shortstop, yes. But I I still would take, I'd still rather have Anderson, Polanco, Semyon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at their price, not not an equal price, but at their price, Rosario, Kingery, Newman. See, I I'm think, f- I mean, if if I'm gonna, you know, gamble on a bounce back, I'll gamble on Correa because What's he's still a, he's shown elite skills. Like when he has been what healthy, skills has he shown that that when he's been sick. healthy this year, Correa's looked like a version of himself of the guy that we fell in love with. Um, I mean, he put up a 137 um, OPS plus. I imagine the WRC plus wasn't wasn't too far behind that. Well, he 143 WRC plus. There you go. I, I was on B ref. That's why I didn't have it handy. But no, well, no. So, so you're right. You're right on that. Point. I know what a piece of garbage I am. Um, but okay, you know, Seager had a 939 OPS and seven homers in September. 
He's looking quite a bit like himself. Hitting balls off of you. I'm just <laughs> so I, I, I I'm not I'm not one that that fully poo poos every uh, every September number. I feel like yeah, no, I, I feel like that can get a little. It'll bit... be interesting next year with the, the rule changes. I'll be yeah, I am. I can't wait for that. By the way, that, that, that's like that. That's a that was like a fantasy game changer. That was like someone yes. in the front office being like. Uh, of MLB being like, listen, I am tired of losing my head-to-head playoff in September. Can we please limit these <laughs> yep. things so that way people get put on the DL? Exactly. No, uh, you're you're 100% right. The one good move Manfred's done. But anyway, Why okay, that's enough. shortstop that we yell at each other? I mean, this depth creates, creates some interesting discussions. Yeah. You'd think maybe it wouldn't because it's like, well, just take the next guy. But instead we have these arguments here about, uh, about where we're at with different guys and uh, – that was, that was a good one. Uh, folks, tweet us or put it in the comments. Interested to hear how you guys feel about Seager and where you're at and uh, and, and what you're paying and, and the guys below him that you'd take oh, yeah. or, or would you move be higher. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and and I guarantee this conversation will come up this week and in Arizona and mm-hmm. it'll be fun to have a lively debate. And if it gets to be or uh, if it gets into like a full scale discussion, I'm going to whip out the phone and put it on video and maybe throw it up on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, now let's jump into the post-20 here. And I did even put favorite outside the top 20, not named Paul DeYoung. I'll give you a moment on DeYoung here in a minute, but let's focus on non-DeYoung, non-Hampson, 20 and later. Who do you like? Give me give me a couple names if you'd like. Mm, okay, so 20 and later. Uh, obviously, I, I, you, you already said I can't say Hampson. Hampson and DeYoung, I'll give you spotlight on them in a moment. Uh, okay. Uh, obviously, Rosario is a guy that uh, second half was very, very uh, tantalizing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got speed. Uh, I, I, the question is, do the Mets believe in him as much as I do? Yeah, I mean that. The, the, I don't understand this. You know, let's move him off the position. Uh, I think that changed. I think they finally oh, dude, okay be, because well, and they fired Callaway, so who knows? Yes, but he was later. another defensive improve improver. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Uh, he he made defensive improvements. I wouldn't say full scale to the Semyon, but I was getting that Semyon type of vibe of where he just put in the work. I, I like that. That 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 is a new line. Full scale to the Semyon. <laughs> yes, and so um, I liked seeing that out of Rosario. I mentioned the the caught stealing and how he needs to improve there, or else somebody could could yellow light if not red light him, depending on who they bring in. So hopefully they don't completely chop his legs off there, and they give him an opportunity to get some coaching and figure out when to go and not get caught double digit times, because Rosario can be a twenty twenty guy. I think as he develops, he had a really impressive second half, as you mentioned, uh, three oh eight batting average or excuse me 319 batting average and an 804 OPS in the in that second half really do like him uh anybody else stand out to you uh, in that 20 and beyond yeah but the, the majority of them are going to be in that honorable mentions uh, oh interesting category. okay uh I mean if you're gonna take a shot on guys uh, on rookies on guys who haven't seen very much m- major league time it's in the later rounds that I tend to like to do that so Royce Lewis uh, you know, Jonathan Scope's going to be gone. They could easily bring him up to compete for a full-time role early on in the season. Uh, Carter Keyboom, I know he kind of flamed out in that initial uh, spot. Uh, in and now Washington. he's dead to 
everybody. Like, yeah, the, no one will draft him. Of, he will be the last. Prospects. Yeah, yep. he, he, he will be. He'll be part of Fabapalooza when he's crushing, or he gets an opening day spot. <laughs> the April twentieth Fabapalooza mm-hmm. and Carter Keyboom is the centerpiece. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could see something like that uh, for sure. But I, I I still believe the defense is shaky, but I still believe in that. But second, yeah, I mean, and and Dozier will be gone. Yeah, so, you had Daniel Murphy there forever. You can mm-hmm. Dozier there this year. You can put yeah. a, a wobbly guy at second who can rake, and that's Carter Keyboom to a freaking T. Uh, so I, I feel you on that. Um, I want to go Rogers. back to somebody that we well, – pardon me? Brendan Rodgers. Still still believe in that bat. I, the question is – Health. Uh, yeah, health and, and will they well, and find him the, a place. Like They, yeah, they the just rock, hate the young yeah. guys, so – they, they, God, they do, and that's why we'll, we'll get to that here in a moment when we, when I spot, let you spotlight uh, Hampson. I want to bring up somebody that we talked about in, in passing, and you kind of uh, said that he doesn't even belong on the list here. But you fawn all over Whit Merrifield, and you have no love for John Birdie. Uh, it's not. I didn't say he didn't belong on the list. I said he didn't belong. He wouldn't be in my top thirty. Well, so, so you're honorable mentioning him or or putting him in that last five. Are I you don't sure? Know. He, that, dude. He just he strikes me as one of those guys that will disappear and we'll never hear about him again. And he is in that's Miami, what, so that's that what people said about Merrifield though. Yeah, well and I was I was late to the game on Merrifield. So okay, maybe, so maybe, maybe it's just a blind is, spot. Yeah, this maybe uh, wait. A... Haven't we discussed this before? Aren't late bloomers is, is it you? Somebody admitted this year that like late bloomers are just an unavoidable blind spot for them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if that, I, that may have been me. Okay. Because that I'm, I'm that person. Well, J.D. Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you then. Yeah, yes, so, yes, yes. I mean, this may be one of those things where I just tend to not want to believe these guys when they break out at, you know, mid or late 20s, and it doesn't seem, you know, and he's got a, a apparently fake made-up name because every time, every time I hear John Birdie, all I think is Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh, because Whit Merrifield sounds so legit. Well, exactly, and that was my heart. You know, I couldn't get around the whole like who, 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 what, who, who names their child this? I, I'm, I'm telling you though, dude. Like, just, he doesn't just sound on... like a player. He sounds like an owner. <laughs> Jonathan Birdie the Third owns the Marlins, um, but he again just on the Statcast stuff in particular. He cuts he cuts a Merrifield profile. Like, the speed is premium. We're talking on the on the Statcast numbers, top two percent in the league. Twenty nine point eight sprint speed here um, for John Birdie. Yes, he's twenty nine. Going to be thirty next year. But did did club seven uh, six homers in two hundred eighty seven plate appearances. Not known for power, but doesn't look like he's going to be a total empty pop guy either. And had seventeen stolen bases. We'll do the lazy double up. That's twenty. That's twelve and thirty-four uh, on the season there. Balls. Yeah, I mean, it's not. You're not looking for a lot of power, but the ground ball thing could almost help the batting average in Miami anyway. I just want something that doesn't. You don't want him doubles anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. First, and give, give me singles and all day. I, I, I just don't want to get destroyed with like the two homer guy. And I think Birdie can be at least if I can get. 10 to 13 it's not great i'm still behind because you need about 20 per roster spot but that's all right if i draft to pete alonzo earlier then i've got some surplus and the nice thing about birdie too is dual eligible at shortstop and outfield 
Uh, and if you're playing in Yahoo, third base. he gets third base. Uh, Wait, does he not get third base? He's Everywhere got I got 19. 20. Oh, there's a discrepancy. B-Ref has 20. Oh, I wonder what I wonder which the outlets will go with. Interesting. But they anyway, yeah, so go with don't they go with like oh well no, that's I'm thinking of someone else. Uh either way, potential triple eligibility and definite dual eligibility for John Birdie. It, oh, it, it depends on if they go by games played or games started. Ah, okay. Because in September he had he had a game where uh he started off at center field and moved to third base. So if you're you if go. your league plays games started, then he won't have eligibility. If you games played, then he I believe he should. Okay. Okay. Um so yeah, that that's fine. But as far as the speed goes, it it's it's there. It's been there for forever. And we're looking for all this speed and, and we're we're eliminating guys because they don't have speed. Well, this can be your supplement late as hell, John Birdie can. To, to give you to, to allow you to take on a Carlos Correa or a Corey Seager or a Glaber Torres or Nolan Arenado who people want to push out of the first round because he doesn't run which is stupid. Um, okay, yeah, I don't you know. know. He probably I'm kind should of be. He... I'm intrigued. Maybe yeah, maybe he should be in the top. He definitely should be in the top 35. He probably maybe above Adamas. Uh, maybe above some of those rookie, you know, definitely above Brendan Rogers, potentially mm-hmm. above Keyboom. I don't know that I'd put him above Royce Lewis because Royce Lewis has that speed component too. And yeah, Ro- Royce definitely and in a plat- path to playing time. He, Though Keyboom has Royce a path could be awesome. Time. Next yeah, year. Royce Lewis or uh, Joe Adele next year. Oh, Adele, and it's not even close. Adele, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I mean, Adele's a top one hundred guy for you, right? That is going to be hard for me. Uh, I'm Top really interested to see. I'm, yeah, I think that's probably where I'm putting him. Uh, I'll be interested think, to see where I, I he goes. I think I meant to say top 150. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Definitely I think I meant to say 150. top 150 because I'll, that's, I'll do, that's where I'll, I took him. I'll do 150. He went, I believe, 220 in, in that draft that's, that is the slow draft that started the kicks off. NFC. Oh, wow. That's, that's later than any of the two early mocks. He went yeah. 140 to 200 in the mocks. I don't know which one I was. Wait, I was in six. I took him in one. Right? What mock was I, I in? I don't remember. I think I was – there's a 140, a 141, and a 150. I think I'm one of those three. I meant to say one – yeah, top 100 is too quick when we don't even know if he's going to start the season with the team. Um, I meant to say 150 because that's where his ADP was uh, for Joey Double. We like him there. So, okay, I sold you a little bit on Birdie at least, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, anybody else? My only before... concern is that, like, maybe there's a cap to the amount of stolen bases he can get because the Marlins as a team don't run. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they just turn him loose, though, right? You, 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 you got a guy with this but, I mean, speed. They were twenty fifth in stolen bases this year as a team, yeah. and it's not like Mattingly has a huge uh, past in terms of letting guys just run wild. Though, yeah. I mean, as a team, like, what else do you have to lose? Exactly, like, he could be dynamic on the basis to let John Birdie run to so. his heart's content. He's got a three forty eight OBP this year. So he does get on base at a decent – or at least he did this year, I should say. I don't know if that will necessarily hold, but he can take a walk. Um, and if he's hitting 275 or something to, or above, he's got the speed to keep his BABIP high. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by him. They were letting him lead off. 
you know, quite a bit. As as he should. Why not? From it looks like May mid May on. Don't put Liz Brinson up he there. Let off way more often than he didn't. So, Birdie yeah. Cooper. I'm. I'm uh, you've sold me. I, I don't say I don't say this very much, but you, you're right. Yes. All right. Excellent. Okay. Anybody else you want to highlight before I give you your spotlights on Hampson and Dion? Okay. Oh, I, so. Lord's Griel is really interesting. He is right. Um, I was surprised by the. I, I just combined his t- two seasons here, and it's six hundred six plate appearances, which is essentially a season. Thirty-one homers, eighty-five ribbies, eighty-two runs. Seven steals, two seventy nine average, and you wonder if and with you know the what baby that Jays, is? that what? is an eighty percentile Corey Seager season. <laughs> I'd take that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Considering where he's gonna go, and he's got multi position eligibility too, right? I believe so. I'm actually checking on that right now. And I was gonna say with the baby Jays, that, that... If they do continue to develop. I think the runs and RBIs could be higher. That lineup could be really, really, really interesting. Oh, oh he's actually, not gonna have he's not any. even shortstop eligible. He shouldn't be on the list. I'm sorry, guys. Wow, I'm an idiot. You're See, there's the again that's again. He didn't even play from... a game at shortstop no, this year. No, doing the ones from memory. <laughs> it's a bad memory. If you have a bad memory, don't do stuff from from memory. That's the rule here. <laughs> that's so. Funny. If you're old and stupid. <laughs> don't do stuff like that. He literally is only outfield and second base if you play in like a five game eligibility. So he shouldn't be on the list. I'm oh, that's sorry. Because remember they I'll... had Galvis, and then yeah, they brought I'm, up Pichette. I'm, I'm very dumb. I'm very dumb, and uh, we all know that. But. I, I like that you highlighted him anyway. I do like him as an we'll outfield, like a third or fourth outfielder. <laughs> what? We'll talk about him in the outfielder episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bring him back up. So, okay, time for your time for your spotlight, guys. Paul DeYoung. Now, the comment I had, 10-10 OPS in April, and you were running high. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. You are feeling good. 7-0-1 OPS and 206 average from May 1st on. What happened? Uh... I mean, sometimes when, you know, you're carrying the weight of the world, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what happened. I I mean, he obviously crashed back down earth. Uh, I, it's really hard to tell. I think he may have just been too overly aggressive uh, quite a while and tried to swing his way out of it, and maybe they should have. I, I feel like the Cardinals – they just kind of stick with guys. Yeah, they do. And which can be good. Yeah. But you know, they give guys the opportunity and maybe they should have done something different a little bit sooner. Maybe, you know, phantom IL stint or, you know, it took them pretty much till September before they moved him out of like the five spot. (laughs) He made the all-star game on the heels of his April. Because he went 693, 655 OPS the next two months. And, and Paul DeYoung still made the All-Star game. Now, I will say, 30 homers, uh, 9 steals, 97 runs, and 78 ribbies was still good enough to finish 18th. And I ranked him down here at 27th. And uh, the two early mocks are taking him at a position. Hang on, I went to outfield for a moment there for the Adele thing. And DeYoung is the 22nd shortstop. So where are you drafting him, knowing that he flopped in the second half, or really from May on, 
but still volumed his way to a solid season based on what you paid. So in the end, you were still justified to take him. I think you can still at least give a uh, yourself a partial dub. But how do you feel about the young for oh, next I'll, year? I'm going to take my dub, but <laughs> um, yeah, because he was cheap. Yeah, uh, he's probably you know just inside the top 25 for me. Okay. So I mean, you know, so a few, few spots, spots higher, higher but not. I'm not gonna like yell at you for it, this. The position is just too deep to. So you have him essentially where the two early mocks took him, 22nd among the position, yeah. and around pick 150. Yeah, sounds about right. Were you the guy who took him at 94 in the two early mocks? I don't believe I was. I don't believe was that I took Matt. Him I don't believe I took him at all. Was that Matt? Uh, I don't was know. Was it Paul DeYoung himself? It Did you get been. Paul DeYoung? Paul DeYoung's the mom. <laughs> Did you get her in one of the leagues and not tell us? Um, okay, so what do you realistically see next year for a projection on, on DeYoung? He'll be 26. He still smacks the piss out of the ball. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And he actually made more contact this year than he has. Like his contact rate went up. Like it, Yeah, contact and walks went like He improved his plate approach. So many good things were happening. And then for some reason. The Babbitt like cratered. Like I don't. Tanked. Yeah, so like I think he's probably a 250, 260 hitter with 30 home runs. So like okay. I think he probably repeats what he did. Well, and then if things go his way a little bit more, I think we're talking 100 ribs. Yeah. I think there's 22 on the table there for him to get. He had 78 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the nine steals were kind of out of nowhere as far as he'd had one in each of the previous two seasons. He was nine for 14. Not great, yeah. I, but they kind of let guys do that, though. Yeah, they went from under Matheny not stealing bases to pushing it on the base pass. I mean, they were yeah. tied for Fowler was eight for 13. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the other guys here. A lot of them actually were pretty good, like 24 for 28 for Colton Wong. That's really good. Uh, 15 for 16 for Edmund. Edmund's not a shortstop. At least I didn't put him on. Uh, although, full disclosure, I had him on and then took him off. <laughs> so I double-checked him. Why didn't I double-check everybody else? I don't know. But um, even though – yeah, we'll talk about him later. I do want to talk about him, though. I'm very intrigued by, by Tommy Edmund. But, yeah, Paul DeYoung should have a full-time job, be 26. Like I said, still crushes the ball. What what what's his realistic chance at forty plus homers? Mm. Uh, I think his realistic chance at forty homers is like twenty percent. That's a pretty good percentage. Yeah, it sounds I think, low. But... I think it's in there, but a lot of things would have to go right. Obviously, uh. But I think his profile with like a twenty-two to twenty-five percent homer to fly ball would would get it done though. Yeah, which is a ten ten point increase, uh, a five to ten point increase from from this previous season for Paul DeYoung. But anyway, okay, we we'll put a ball on DeYoung. Let's finish up with Hampson here. We both adored him coming into the season. A colossal flop. One of our biggest L's of the year. Just awful. Awful, awful, awful through I August. I don't remember ever recommending him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 596 OPS coming into August. Uh, raised it nearly 100 points in the final month, 90 points to be exact, by going 318, 368, 534 with five homers and nine for nine on the bases, bringing us fully back in 
only for the Rockies to probably not play him and for him to be terrible in sporadic playing time because it's hard to be good when you hardly ever play. But it'll be 25. We're both back in. Talk to me a bit about Garrett Hampson and, and what you see realistically. I had him 25th. Where would you have him, and what are you expecting next year? <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't remember, I don't know if you remember – exactly what i said but i i can even hear it just ringing in my ears right now uh at this time last year i said i will have all the shares of garrett Hansen. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember that exact phrase um, yes 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 and uh for the second year in a row i will have all the shares of garrett hampson and I, I believe my counter was accept the league's war and we'll yeah. fight for him because i yeah. i was very much in with you and like I said, I think I'm going back to the well. Now, yeah, here's the I'm, thing. Let's I'm, start here. Where does he play? Everywhere. And the, you think it could be a super util? Yeah, I think he's a super utility guy. I think they're going to uh, find ways to get him in. Yep. Uh, while it's not a t- – I'd love them to just say, okay, you are everyday second baseman. Mm-hmm. Or you are everyday left well, fielder, or you are. I, I think it'd be an outfielder because McMahon's gonna take oh, second. Right. Uh, well, who's first? Murph. Oh, I still love Murphy, dude, God. for like seven years. Damn it! Oh, that was yep. such a dumb Got signing. So, anyways, um, yeah. and it didn't even work for fantasy, by the way. Can I rant on Murphy for a second? Because like, ahead. please, it do. was a dumb signing, but at least we were like, well, hey, he could hit freaking 400 with them so there might be some fantasy love for it no he was a total flop uh 279 bland as hell 13 homers awful for what was going on with this environment it 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 couldn't have gone worse so not only did he block off uh ostensibly block off our guy even though he played first for murphy it, it prevented mcmahon from going there and hampson playing second regularly so not only did he block that off but he sucked in the process, and I just hit my water bottle. So thanks for nothing, Daniel Murphy. Can't wait to run it back this year uh, in 2020. Golly, man. Their, their decision-making, their wasting of talent uh, to sign old, crusty garbage bags. And I love Ian Desmond, and I thought he could be great with them, but it hasn't worked at all. Um, how you get worse going to Colorado, I don't know, but he – he pulled it off, man. And then he yeah. and then he infected Daniel Murphy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and probably McMahon and Hampson in the process. He probably took them under his wing and they're like, Oh, are you sure we should do this? You want to stand on the ground that much? He's like, Yeah, dude. No, it's it's lit. It's lit. Hit it on the ground like this much and be awful. And and it's so cool to be awful. And they they took it they took his advice to heart. Um okay, well, so Hampson only have stu- Murphy for one more year. They can they can decline that mutual option. Yeah, which in they, 2021. They, so. Uh, so I'm thinking Kingery-esque from the playing time position, which was uh, 69 very nice games in the outfield, 41 at third, 18 at short, 10 at second. That type of deal when we're talking super util. Yeah, he's he's going to play all over, everything. especially considering the Rockies on top of not knowing how to manage uh, their roster or team. They also don't know how to manage health, so true. Well, part of that be plenty of Colorado. opportunities. Yeah, to give them a little. You're closer to the sun, so. Well, no, no, the 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 altitude and everything mm-hmm. does make make health a little bit tougher, and so 
I'll, I'll give them a little. Everybody's look. infected by David Dahl. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. I'll give study. them a little leeway on that. But uh, yeah. So uh, second and the outfield primarily, but then he can fill in, give, give Trevor story a breather. Um, I imagine he could even give Arenado, although Arenado is one of those guys that you have to force out of the lineup. If yeah. he, if he, if he can hobble, uh, he's playing. But uh, okay, so we're gonna give him 550 plate appearances for Hampson. I'd probably say 500. Okay, it was 500 for Kingery. Now that was because of injury, but again, we're we're kind of projecting that sort of mold. As far as the results, though, I think they won't be quite as uh, Kingery-esque because Kingery was power favor, uh, and I think. It could go the other way where uh, Hampson can hit for some punch. I think maybe 12 to 15 homers. But what kind of steals output are we looking at here? I think if he gets 500 plate appearances, he is a 15-30 guy. That'd be so nice, That'd be so freaking nice. Yeah, he stole 28 this year as a, uh, on a 600 pace. Uh, it was 15 in 327. The beauty oh, wait, of it I, this year is you like you didn't have to pay much for it last year anyways, but you still paid like a top 150 price. Um, yeah, we, we pushed him up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was our bad. Um, however, this year you will pay absolutely nothing. Even with the September, mm-hmm. that only brought him up from like 380 to 260. Like, it's just not that high. However, if you were smart, you would have turned this podcast off about seven minutes ago and not listened to us because we're, we're suckers and we're falling for this again. Correct. As soon as we got to the Gary Han- oh, the, oh, the pod's as over. Soon, yeah, as soon as the biggest gripes uh, uh, with the rankings uh, was over, uh, you should just stop listening. Yeah, don't yeah. listen to Paul DeYoung. Don't listen to Garrett Hampson. Uh <laughs> And just, uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where where are you taking him this weekend? I mean, second round. <laughs> Shut up. After DeYoung. DeYoung, Hampson. No, no. I'm probably going to. Here, here, here is my draft. You ready? I'm going Trey Turner in okay. the first. Yeah. Then second round, Whit Merrifield. Third round, Jonathan VR. And fourth round, Garrett Hansen. <laughs> All of the All speed the ever. Speed. You know it's a non-trading league, right? Yes. Okay, okay, cool, just so you know. But I'm going to uh, win the overall in stolen bases. In stolen bases, yes. I can't They're finish di- last in the overall if I win one category. One category, that's a great point. Right. They don't do individual payouts for like winning a category. They should. They're not like, here's $60 for I'm winning. I'm talk to Greg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see, see if you can finagle that. Um, but okay, so his ADP for Garrett Hampson was, was 270 in the two early mocks, that's 18th round. <laughs> yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll do that all day. But but you're going to take him higher, so how much higher? Are you taking him to 30? Because uh, you don't want to play chicken and then lose him. Well, if you lose him, you lose him. You, and then I take Royce Lewis. Okay, like, I, thought, gonna... I thought you'd be more hardlined. I thought you'd be more hard. Okay. I... I I'm gonna have 40 other leagues to draft this year because I'm cutting Fair back. Enough. So if I don't get him in this one, because I because I'm cutting back, <laughs> I'm gonna have 40 other leagues. I'm cutting down this year. I'm really tamping down. I, I, so I'm I only am. gonna have. That's very funny, <laughs> dude. I have been paring down like every year. I was I think I was at like 11 this year. I'm really looking to be in like the eight to 10 range next year. 
I'm I'm getting there. I, I'm always going to have a, a group. I'm not, I don't want to be a one. As cool as it would be, especially when it's going well, of course, for, to for, be a one-league guy. For those people who don't believe like addiction is a real thing, just like listen to the last four years of me podcasting, talking about how every year I'm going to pare down leagues, uh, and yeah. somehow I end up in more leagues in than more. I was. Yeah, it just... Yeah. You can't say no to a draft. Uh, it's 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 just you would think I would get more involved in like best ball. I was I was gonna say something like that. Or um, are you at least what what's your mix of league type? By the way, that's the problem. Is like it's all the same, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I have a few. Or, I have a few different ones, but okay. My biggest issue is there. I play in so many daily leagues, like you know, uh, which makes it so tough. Dude. Yeah. That's so and then I play so much DFS, uh, so it's it's just a he- and I you know I work at night so I sleep during the day so it's just it's been a huge hassle. So what I've been starting to do, is, or what I'm starting to do right now is really evaluate which of my daily leagues I'm going to get rid of. My NFBC yeah. leagues I'll keep, uh, but I'm probably going to move on from a lot of my dynasty league teams. Uh, and move on from a lot of my daily moves leagues. Yeah, that can save you so much time because um, I really only play the one daily league. And it's that head-to-head league, and w- having all that downtime to actually focus on that was probably why I was able to get to the final and lose by 14 and a half points because I didn't pick up Jose or Keedy, and I dragged my feet, and guess who did? My fucking opponent. I hate my life. Anyway, uh, not still agonizing over it. Nope, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, also going to cut yeah. down on the amount of formats I play on in terms – or platforms leagues, I play on. Leagues, yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, sites, sites, sites. So, because, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm playing NFBC. on seven platforms is oh, damn. difficult. Yeah, NFBC, fan tracks, on Roto, real-time – ESPN. I got five right yeah, now. Oh, I, CBS. I got six. Yeah, I think I'm cutting out uh, my Fantrax leagues, and I think I'm cutting out my ESPN leagues. And I'm not no longer I'm, on Yahoo anyway. So. I'm trying to get my head-to-head to switch off of ESPN. So if I can get them over to like a Fantrax or a CBS. Fantrax would just add an app. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have like their web NFBC app, which is not just, bad. But and NFBC, NFBC did just add an app. Yeah, it's a yeah. game changer, dude. And for those of you who play changer. football, uh, MFL just added an awesome app too. So it's such a like that is one of the things I I don't mind ESPN's app. Yep, uh, that's why I prefer ESPN, and that's why I like CBS. Yes, C- I, I like CBS a lot. The problem with it's, CBS is they charge. Yes, they do. Which you know, you do get you do get value for it, but. It does usually cut into the prize pool. Most most leagues take it out of the prize pool. So, but anyway, we gave you a megapod. We owed we owed you one. It's been a while, uh, but you're getting a two for this week with both of us because we're doing one in in. We should uh, do like a six hour pod. I mean, are you serious? Because I will. Uh, I mean, we can't we can't do it there, but we could do a six hour. Why pod. not? I mean, there. What are, is like the baseball HQ guys really going to shut us off if we just keep going? Should we test this theory? I mean, they, no. they won't have listened to this podcast hey, by the time we get there. I want to go back. You might be one I'm, and done. Yeah, this is. I'm probably one and done. So you're you're burning I mean, the bridge here. No, no, no. This I got. I'm go just back. gonna keep talking at 
the at the, at the, the lights forum, go off. You're in the room literally. It's by gonna yourself. be like five. You're gonna have to remove me so you guys can do the Saturday morning the next, panel. Yeah. The next stuff. <laughs> you're still just like talking. You're like, and so Paul the Young, honestly, is probably the number three player overall. If you really think like uh, the way I've outlined this, I think I just it completely is. lost it. Yeah, yeah, you're just like uh, you're like me on the the solo pod I did years ago, where I convinced myself that Todd Frazier might be a first rounder because he was on like a forty twenty pace, bro. I, I should go back and find that. It seriously is hilarious <laughs> to hear me evolve myself into, bro, forty twenty, Todd Frazier. I mean, this is probably like it had to be fourteen or fifteen because those were his two brilliant seasons. Um, where he was stealing a lot along with the power. And I just, I, it was one of my first solos, and I literally just talked myself into Todd Frazier's an absolute god. So that's going to be you with, uh, with Paul DeYoung. But no, we will be doing a live one. We will have Jason and Brad, uh, Brad, um, we will have Nick by our side. And so we'll be, uh, we'll be running a four man. It'll be focused on the drafts and, the fall league. So prospects that we've, we're seeing and stuff that happened in our drafts. That's usually what we do there. And then, um, you and I are get, get our schedule going again here shortly after that. Like October is a little bit of a decompression month. So we're not going to go fully dark. As you've noticed, I've been putting out yeah. solos and I'm writing just, my senior thesis right now. Yeah, so it's you've been, been busy with all that. So it's been, it's, it's been by design, but once we kind of hit the end of this month is when we're going to really amp it back into high gear, multiples a week and all that sort of stuff so uh, you know enjoy the playoffs and and we'll keep keep dumping something you know pop, popping something in your feed a couple times a week right now um including two this week and maybe a solo i don't know if i'll have time for a solo tomorrow but i'll try uh, to get uh, back to recording on sundays too so with with jason or yeah guests, we got so. we got to get jason and we got to get some, I, we've got some guests who are definitely in who have contacted me and so i'll, I'll run that by you including some presidential guests and so uh i've i've also got to pay up a a bet or two by bringing people on the podcast so who's that uh uh mr draft cheat um i owe him i owe him a a podcast appearance so yeah and then uh i think i owe someone else a podcast appearance don't worry we'll, we'll we'll do like a uh uh him and me pod so yeah uh, all right. Ooh, well, maybe that's I'll, wrap I'll, up. I'll get him and Derek at the same time. Oh yeah, that'll work well. And we can go over those uh, super accurate predictions that he made. <laughs> he nailed it. We'll, we'll do the uh, we'll do the Marquez podcast. Yeah, when we talk about how great he is, because <laughs> he's awesome. All right. Well, that's gonna end it. Great talking with you. I'll see you in a couple days. I can't wait. Couple days. Oh, that's right. You're you're coming in on Thursday. I'm I'm Thursday. I'm Thursday. I'm Thursday. I'm gonna but, be there uh, in 25 hours. Dude, I know you gotta be you gotta be through the roof oh, wait, excited no. right now. No, no. I'll uh, I'll be taking off in 25 hours. I'll be there in 27 but you'll, hours. But you'll be there a few hours from this time tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. It's it's uh I th- I I think there are a few still a few spots left. So if you live in the Phoenix uh, area, or did they, they sell out? No, no, I think they improved the. Uh, yeah, they they it's a the bigger venue. location. So hang on, I think yeah, no, no, a, you can keep talking, but I'm yeah, looking. Yeah, I think for there something. are a few I, spots left. So uh, isn't there a code? Yes, I'll go to baseballhq.com and hit the button. I believe there's still a 
a sign-up code over there or, or just reach out to Brent. At, uh, here we go. You can save 100 on the coupon code FPAS19 underscore friend. This is obviously tailored more to people who are closer because buying an airfare at this point would probably be pretty difficult. But if you could maybe drive in or something. Yeah, I, I, I got a guy from my site who's driving in from like Denver. It's like a 12-hour trip or something. Damn, there you go. FPAS, F-P-A-Z. 19 underscore friends save 100 bucks on the registration. So if, if you can still go, there is still time. They made the venue much bigger. Last year we sold out. We, we were putting chairs in all sorts of places. And so uh, this year they are uh, they're open to more capacity. And so you, I can guarantee a good time. It's such a great event. I'm so excited that you're going to be there. Everyone's going to – like it's just going to be a freaking blast. So it's going to be baseball. And as dumb as it is that they did this – uh, MLB having the playoffs, it is still going to be kind of cool that we're going to be able to watch football or um, <laughs> playoffs together. Football, yes. I mean, baseball. we do watch some Sunday football, but we're going to watch uh, playoffs together with the group. So that's going to be kind of fun too, because it's usually after the World Series and everything. Yeah, I I can't wait. It's uh, I've been looking forward to this a long time, and like I said, it may be one and done for me, uh, but uh, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this one. I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen but we'll we'll, we'll 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 discuss that later all right man well great talking with you see you in a couple days take it easy